and welcome to episode number 72 of The Third Power. It's a me, Anthony Avatolo, along with my super sexy co-host, Usman Jamil. Oh, well, I've been upgraded. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, I, 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 I actually was thinking about that on, on my drive yesterday. I'm like, you know, we need to uh, we need to focus more on uh, Usman's devilishly good looks. Oh, thank you. Uh, in the intro, instead of instead of his maybe enthusiasm level. I thought you were going to say my, gonna, my soda like <laughs> characteristics. Apparently. Right, your your bubbly effervescent. Oh, speaking of which. Um, in oh, the me- oh, oh. in the meantime, between the previous podcast and today, I, in the tradition of Dandelion and Burdock, okay. the same company has another classic, I guess it's British soda. Okay. It's a bitter shandy. I haven't opened it. It's, it's... Bit- bitter shanty? Like it takes, tastes like, uh, like an old shack uh, that sh- someone lives in? Shandy. Uh, I guess that's like oh, a oh, oh. thing. I'm going <laughs> to try it out live. Probably. Oh man, I I am just amused that we probably broke the record for the first tangent. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> in, in the smallest amount oh, yeah. of time. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm right. I'm like boom, we're going tangent. <laughs> All right, so this is bitter, bitter shandy, shandy, s h a n d y. Yeah, I'm gonna try okay. it out. It's probably gonna be terrible because I don't like bit- right, I don't like right. bitter things anyway. What the? It tastes like a banana at the end. <laughs> It's got a banana aftertaste? <laughs> like the very end. I was, yeah, and I was going to have my wife try it, but she really does not like the taste of banana. So that, no. I'm going to try it again. That was so weird. It was like a roller coaster of... Bitter shandy. Yeah, it, it it almost tastes like banana at the end. It's so weird. And it, Is it from Ben Shaw's? Oh, no, it's a different company. It is. Said. Yeah, what, it's Ben Shaw's. It is Ben Shaw's. Okay. I'm, I'm doing some in, internet research right now. I'm trying to see what it describes the flavor as. It says it has a delicate, full flavor and is very satisfying, especially on a warm summer evening. Hmm. And I, I found out apparently it has alcohol. Like, yes. Like, it it's mixed with beer, which I guess is... Less than 0.5%. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's. I guess that explains it. it kind of tastes beery. It, ex- it says here it is a carbonated lemon flavor drink. I don't taste much with lemon. Beer, sugar, and sweetener. This is weird. I I don't. I'm gonna end up drinking all of it because I paid for it. Made from real beer and lemonade. Yeah, I guess it's like a. What's the what's an all or? A shandy is a beer mixed with a clear carbonated drink of the lemon lime variety, such as Sprite or Seven Up. In the EU, UK, New Zealand, and Australia. Wow, that's weird. And the clear lemon lime soda is referred to as lemonade. Lemonade. That's weird. Huh. This is kind of growing on me. It's weird. I was going to say, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little, a little interested. It's weird. It's so weird. Like it's better than lamb, dandelion and burdock, which was like gag. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. Like it's weird, and it still makes me think of banana, but. Yeah, that's weird. Huh. I don't know. Yeah. So, podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> magic. magic. Cube. So, so, I actually did a cube draft on Tuesday, and I was going to do Crack a Pack with the leftovers. Oh, okay. If that works. Yeah, man. Let's hit it. All so, right. you know, well, we'll as, as we always do, we'll start with a Crack a Pack. Yeah. And we're using, this is your... Uh, 
peasant cube, is that correct? Oh, it's just my powered cube. I was going to use the peasant cube, oh, but I was like, oh, okay. I don't even know if it's shuffled and I'm also lazy. Uh, all all great reasons. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I can do that. So uh, the first one is a duress. It's a it's a okay. it's a Portuguese foil one, which uh, Guillerme, if, if you remember, he was he was. Oh yeah. Yeah, he gave that to me like years ago. I'm still using it because duress is amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Duress is gas. Yeah. I mean, I'm not first picking it. No, but it's no, gas. I ain't first picking duress. Second pick, braids cabal minion. Interesting. Ooh. Interesting. It's a little build around me. Yeah, not bad. Third pick, control magic. Okay. That's, okay. That's nifty. You like that? That's not bad. Fourth pick, kiki jiki. That ain't bad. Oh, a new card. Good old triple red. Yeah, triple good old triple red. Uh, a new card, remorseful oh. cleric. Okay, which one is remorseful cleric? It's the two one flyer that when you sack it, it tormods crypt somebody. Oh, okay, yeah, I had it in my sealed pool actually. Now that you, as soon as I asked what card it was, I remembered that it was in my uh, pre-release pool. Ah, right, right. Okay, next one, wrath of god. Interesting. Okay. I don't know if I'd first yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you're if you're feeling like control, that's a, a fine place to start. I feel like I'm gonna would rather take this one. Balance. That's ain't bad. Mm. Oh wow, this is apt. Next pick, Brightling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next pick, Birds of Paradise. Mm, bop, yeah. Bop, bop, mm, bop. <laughs> Next pick, Caracas. So, are we playing death and taxes? Like, what is going on? I don't on know. This pack? Apparently, uh, apparently the tax man came for this pack. Caracas, eh? Caracas. Next pack, or next pick, uh, Monastery Swiss Beer. Okay. That's, that's not bad. I don't know if I'm first picking it. Probably not. Yeah, like, it, it's certainly an archetypical card, but I, I don't know if it's like, oh man. I opened this one two with haste. Yeah, can't wait. This is this is a clear signal. I need to play red. Yeah, I, I'm totally going in red for this. I'm totally going in red to, for this also. Burning tree emissary. Oh, okay. Well, we like a burning tree emissary. Yeah, I'm not first pick. It's though. not a first pick, no. but it's a it's a it's a neat card. Yeah. Next pick, flesh carver. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Not the best black card in the pack, I don't think. But probably not. And last pick, scrap heap scrounger. Yeah, now see, I like Scrap Heap Scrounger a lot. A lot. Yeah, that's a nice card. It's a really nice card. If you're playing black aggressive, it's super nice. It has, you know, some other implications to it as well. Uh, man, so this is an interesting pack because I don't think so. Like uh, the most powerful card probably in a vacuum is Balance, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Balance is just. I, I think Balance is an easy first pick here. If you are, uh, you know, would, would like to play a deck that can abuse balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's probably the correct pick. Um, but let's say you're not very good at playing with balance because we know some people or don't feel you like, you know, there's still balance. plenty of people that, that don't either feel like playing balance or like don't understand balance so much. Like, how do I make this card good? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't understand, like, what we're doing here. Um, what what would then, I mean, I, so, I mean, I, I'm going balanced, but I'd like to, to make a second pick. Yeah, where, where are you on your first pick? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's balance. Right. I mean, the card's just ridiculous. It's, it's uh, for, 
not very aptly named. It is not balanced at all. Yeah. There are many ways to break the symmetry. So uh, I, I would like to probably look into making a a, a second uh, choice here of, okay, well, now we have now we have balance. Now what? Hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know. The question is, is now what? Yeah, now what would I take second if I if I was not allowed to take balance? Right, if balance what you know weren't in the pack. Basically. Yeah, if it was to replace with something else. Uh, I don't know. Like Caracas is nifty as a maybe. Like Scrounger's nifty. So for me, I'm between two cards. I am between Scrounger and Brightling. Hmm. Yeah. Because I like to try new cards. And so an opportunity to put some more time in on Brightling is very appealing to me. Yeah. Um, that is- but I, I, I could also get down with a scrounger. Like, I like a scrounger. Mm-hmm. That is- Wrath of God also fine, too, but... Yeah, I don't know if I'd first pick it, though. It's, it's nice, but I'm, I don't think I'd first pick it. But, like, I, I think the other two cards have a... Uh, and a, a a form of uh, recursion. One is direct recursion. One is a kind of a separate form of recursion. Ways to you know inevitability protect themselves, keep coming back. Uh, that is not present on a lot of magic cards. Yeah, like there's not a whole lot of magic cards that are just like, man, this thing is very difficult to kill permanently. Yeah, and they're you know, and they're both significant threats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think for me, I think with the amount of white cards in this pack, I think I'm going to plan on maybe getting another white card back that we might want, and I think I'm probably going to jam Brightling. That works. That works. In theme of today's yeah <laughs> podcast. Yep. Yeah. Also, with this bitter shandy, it does not taste bitter at all, which is even weirder. Yeah, I don't know if it's just the bitters, meaning, you know, the type of beer that they use in it. Could be. Yeah, it just, <laughs> I think it's part of the confusion, too, when I drank it. I'm like, this doesn't taste bitter at all. Yeah, I think it's, I wonder if they, if they, if it's bitter in, in reference to bitters, what they use to make it. I don't know. Could be. Yeah, that sounds right. It's entirely, it's, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Which, every time I say it's possible, my mind immediately goes to the Princess Bride of Wesley saying, it's possible, pig. <laughs> it's conceivable, you miserable, vomitous mess. <laughs> nice. That's such a classic movie. And, 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 I didn't, and I didn't want to say that to you because you were too nice for that. Oh, thank you. I didn't want to call you a miserable, vomitous mess. <laughs> Regardless of how your stomach may feel about the, the bitter shandy in a few hours. I mean, it's it's fine for right now. I pretty much drank all of it. So, I mean, nice. yes, it's a, it got, uh, got the thumbs up. Of course, now my cat's confused. The thumbs, the, the thumbs up? Yeah, definitely bearing thumbs up. <laughs> well, today, of course, uh, what, what is your second pick? Did you did you say what your second pick would be? I think Scrounger? Or, I, I don't know, I think I was waffling between Caracas, but, like, I, I do like the Caracas plus either Venser or V-Click combo. Yeah? That's, that's pretty yeah. gross. I don't know, or maybe like go super deep on Kiki Jiki. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Sure, why not? 
We'll go with that. With the Jeekster? Yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. I changed my mind. <laughs> I have a right to change my mind whenever I feel like it. There you go. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I, I, you know, it, there's, there's a lot of defensible ones, right? Like even braids. Like I love braids too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, it's like braids. It's like, okay, can we find a way to, uh, make some tokens? You know, again, let's, let's find a way to break the symmetry. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had a chance to play braids in a long time. So, yeah. But I also have a feeling too that something like that might be if you take Scrounger, you may wind up seeing braids on the loop. I don't know how many people like draft that card that highly if they're not already in that deck. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, or like if you're a pox deck or what, you know, I don't, you know, what, whatever sort of sacrifice deck or a token deck, what, whatever it might be. But I just have, I, I just have such good memories of, of playing in standard with uh, Squirrel Nest plus braids. Oh, nice. Nice. They were both in standard at the same time. <laughs> yeah, what were they thinking? Oh yeah, we uh, we had two two of my, uh, uh, for lack of a, a better term, you know, teammates slash friends or whatever. I had to miss regionals that year, and two of my friends who played the the squirrel nest braids deck top aided at regionals wow. that year when 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 top aiding regionals meant you went to go to nationals. Oh, nice. Back in those days, yeah. And I'm like, hey, how'd it go? And they're like, you know, two out of three of them made top eight with the deck that I was going to play. I'm like, yeah, great. I I went and played a, a free gig. Yeah, great, awesome. <laughs> sounds sounds great. Good good job. I'm happy for you guys. Yeah, th- thumbs up. So great. Thumbs up. All right. Well, we are going to talk about Battle Bond. Not good old Battle Bond. We are uh, a, a little late on on this one, and we're running running a little bit behind, but. You know, summers are, are can be interesting sometimes, and life is interesting sometimes. And you know, uh, I, I finally had a chance to obtain some of these cards, so I've gotten to play uh, a couple of them a little bit and kind of get some get some reps. And uh, Usman's always better at just whatever. I'll just make one and play with it. Uh, I don't, you know. I find to think if I do that, I wind up not trying to. I forget to actually pick up the card. Oh yeah. So so I, I force myself to not get things, so that way I'm forced to like go out and find it and and uh, put in time that way. So kind of like uh, when you set your alarm clock like purposely like ten minutes fast, so you like see it and you're like, oh no, I gotta get up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta like motivate yourself in whatever way possible to. Uh, To get what you know, to get what you need out of life, and mm-hmm. so I think that's what I do most of the time with my my cube cards is to to not do it. But but you are a maniac, and you are oh yeah, you make sure that you get the the reps in and the time in. And, like what's this card that know just what got, you're doing? It was like when uh, the whole uh, Dominaria got spoiled. It was like mm-hmm. I left for cube at like it was the release notes just got spoiled, and I picked up somebody. Mm-hmm. And we were, he was just kind of looking through it and then was looking through the cards and then, uh, got to, uh, was it Rhea? Rhea Dawnbringer? The, the new Bane Slayer? Oh, Lyra. Lyra. Right. Yeah, Lyra Bane Slayer. Okay. I think maybe I had the letters reversed. <laughs> Lyra Bane Slayer. Lyra Bane Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, uh, I was like, wait, those stats sound like Bane Slayer. So it's, a legendary Bane Slayer that grows your angels. Right, right. 
legendary Bane Slayer in the uh, singleton format. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what? And then I think by the time we got there, I was like, all right, what what am I going to try to put in here? It's like, all right, uh, uh, and it was all text, so good luck making anything out. I was like, uh, let's do um, Karn, and then like Jaya, who sucked. But <laughs> I kind of figured she would yeah, anyway. That that, I, that card, I, I I've looked at that card so much, and I'm like, I, I just don't know how this card does anything. It did, like, it did nothing. It did nothing. I'm, I'm confused. Like, how does this do? What, what what am I trying to do here? Like, other than like just trying to get loyalty counters on it to try to do something? Yeah. Maybe hope to hope to get ultimate. That's your that's your right. game plan. Right. I'm like I kind of would like my card to do just a little more than a little more than collect counters. Yeah, that's pretty much what what it did. I was like. I think I gave it like two or three drafts, and I I think I took it out. You know, because it was on the fly. I was like, all right, I'll take mm-hmm. out uh, six mana Chandra for it. And I was by like two or three drafts. I'm like, no, I was like, let's, let's, let's alt or whatever, control you in the word document to, to undo, undo, <laughs> or the undo dog in Mario Paint. Shout out to Mario Paint. No, all right. Yeah, over my head. Yeah, or under under my head, most likely. Oh, oh there I'm you old. go. So it's probably not over my head necessarily. Uh, but I don't know. Under, under under my age, not over my head. Probably. There you go. I guess. It was for Super Nintendo. It wasn't that. Yeah, I mean, I had Super Nintendo, but I wasn't interested. I was playing, you know, like Mortal Kombat and uh, uh, Chrono Trigger. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean. On Super Nintendo. I wasn't playing Mario Paint. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's a our orange tabby named after Chrono Trigger. <laughs> nice. Yep. But, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, with sporting the extra toes in, in the tradition of Polly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I don't think um, I don't think Polly was moody. No, he he was he had one he had one mood and that was content and happy. Yeah. It's like I love. Oh boy. No, oh, I don't know if you can hear him purring. Maybe. Yes, I can. Oh, yep. He has a loud purr. Yeah, we have. Uh, I just spent some time in Texas uh, for the past few weeks, and one of the our uh, calico is a little complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll go into the there, you know, one of the tables by one of the windows has two cat beds on it, and she'll be in one of them, and and another cat will be in the other bed, and you'll start petting the other cat, and the calico will start purring super loud. It's like <laughs> you do realize I'm not touching you, right? vicariously like, petting right like I, I walked in there like very quietly and there's two sleeping and I started petting the other one and all of a sudden Mickey starts going <laughs> I'm like what is going on what is your pro- like what is your issue like this doesn't make sense like purring vicarious like oh boy I'm being right. petted it, like is it like an anticipatory purr like I'm gonna be pet next I'm gonna be pet next I think I so I can't wait <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. That is weird. I asked my wife, and she just shook her head, and she goes, she's complicated. Yeah, <laughs> well, calicos are. Yep, yep, yep. Calicos are she certainly is. Yep. Oh, God. Aww. All right, so so Battlebond. Yeah, good old Battlebond. We talked about <laughs> so Bitter Sanity. This is not, yeah. a, not, a, not, not a huge step, but I actually think there's quite a few interesting cards in here. Yeah, um, quite dense. C- keeping in mind, especially for like a set that's half reprints, um, 
you know, keep in mind, too, if you guys play multiplayer, there's way more cards that are interesting, uh, even if you don't play teams necessarily. Like the dual lands are oh, all yeah. right. awesome. You like our auto-inclusion stuff. Like maybe if you play, if you do like a multiplayer package, if you have like a plug-in multiplayer package, maybe that's, maybe that, you know, there's there's more cards for you in here. Uh well, certainly more cards if you if you do something like that. So, uh, but you know, obviously, we'll, we'll be talking mainly about one v one. So, yeah, that is. But there's there's so many cards that are so cool. Did you did you happen to play with this set at all? No, like, I mean, uh, at any of the release events or anything like that. I haven't gotten to a pre-release in forever or like a release event. I haven't like I always forget until like the last minute, and then I'm like, eh, whatever. But. Yeah, I got to play this one with a, uh, a good friend of mine, and, you know, I think only, like, I'm trying to remember how many teams showed up, four or five teams showed up, so it wasn't wasn't a ton of people, but we got to play three matches, and uh, pretty sure we should have lost all three, but uh, but luckily we had um, opponents who, like, hesitated a lot, you know, like, not very, like, super competitive. Hmm players so like for example like we would be in a in a ground stall and you know if if it were my teammate and i were you know we would talk on the side and i'm like yeah we if i were them i would totally be attacking with like this and this because there's just no way like they they could be abyssing us every turn and they're just choosing not to Hmm. or they could be attacking like unless it was a super obvious like i have a flyer and you guys don't i'll attack with the flyer um, unless it was super obviously like that, a lot of our opponents were very passive. That's weird. And so we basically got to kill a lot of our, we got to kill our opponents through the, uh, combination of playing fetch with the dog. Huh. Uh, the Chakram oh, thrower right. yeah. and then the, the dog who catches Chakram slinger. That sounds right. So it's just like, you know, deal two damage to something. And then if your teammate plays a spell, untap it. So we would literally, we were just like, in a ground stall, and then we would just go to you. for you, for you, like to you, untap it, pass to you again. So for every turn cycle, <laughs> and then until my teammate drew his blaze, and then he'd be like, "Blaze you for ten. Nice. <laughs> like we, I think that's literally the only re- the only reasons why we won games. Nice. And I'm pretty sure almost every single game we just should not have won. You remember? So, uh, do you remember Ulamog's Crusher from Risedale Drive? Yep. Yep. You know why it has to attack each turn. Do I know why it has to attack? Yeah. I, I don't know. So in development, people were too scared to attack with it. <laughs> like oh. People didn't want to attack with their 8-8 with Annihilator 2. They were too scared to attack with it. And that was their way right. of saying, hey, attack with this. That's that's weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> you should be doing, like, uh, whatever, Nizumi Cutthroat. I don't know if that was, but, you know, that it told you how to play it correctly. It was like, hey, attack. Right, right, right. Don't block. <laughs> Why are you blocking right. with your 2-1 with fear? Right. Do something with this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've liked this set. It's got it's got some nice nice inclusions, even without a lot of the stuff, like uh, segue into Arena Rector. What do you think of that one? So Arena, uh, super interesting. Like, uh, so Arena Rector, let's, let, you know, I'm sure people, a lot of people know what these cards do, but people may not. So Arena Rector is uh, three and a white for a... One, two. I believe it's a one, two, just like Academy Rector. Yeah. Um, and then when it dies, 
you can exile it, much like Academy Rector, but instead of giving it an enchantment, you go get a Planeswalker and put it in. Yeah. So, like, this card's awesome. I like this card a seems, lot. Seems, seems really cool. Um, I don't think it's as good as Academy Rector. Um, I'm not as far entirely as terms of, Yeah. In terms of, like, raw power, because... On average, like the the top end, uh, like I think the top end, like enchantments, you know, are just like game breaking. Yeah. As opposed to like just like merely just a ton of value. Mm-hmm. But man, like this card's super interesting. I think I, I remember hearing arguments like you don't really because like the average cost of planeswalkers is like X. But I mean that kind of kind of discounts like say for example you have a white deck that has like three planes like this is a dra- a deck i drafted actually yeah on tuesday and it had three planeswalkers it had gideon jura elspeth ally of zendikar and a johnny goldmane so it had three planeswalkers it didn't have a johnny it, it didn't have academy or arena rector in the deck so like uh-huh. it only goes up by one if you have gideon but even still like planeswalkers like you know, even Gideon Jura and Gideon Ally of Zendikar tend to play very different roles. Right, and and maybe it's and maybe it's because it's unfair to compare it to Academy Rector because Academy Rector plays the role of of moat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like, do I really want to attack into this thing? Because like asking what's the worst that could happen is often like famous last words. Mm-hmm. What could possibly games go of wrong? Magic, yeah. What could possibly go wrong? And they're like, Marari's Wake, untap, kill you. And you're like, oh, got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. so I think this one plays a little bit differently than that of just like, hey, I have this card. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm basically turning this four mana investment for, you know, a somewhat small creature into possibly a potential much, much bigger one. Mm-hmm. And, if you attack into it, it's going to become, you know, if you if you strike me down now, you know, with, with the line the Obi Wan Kenobi, like I'll become more powerful than you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you strike me down now, like I'm going to turn into a MF and planeswalker. Mm-hmm. Like, and even then, like the the high end, you know, just like uh, whatever Ugin and Karn Liberated is still great. Like, oh God, Ugin. Yeah, I haven't seen that happen. Like Elspeth Sun's champion, like that's certainly a thing. The scene happened. It's like also a fine one. It's like oh, all right, and like there's also the argument to like you kill it and then you you kill it EOT and then untap and then kill the planeswalker. But I mean, it it almost sounds a little too like dies to removal ish. Like it's just <laughs> right, 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 right. It's just like super reductive. Like it doesn't really <gasps> right. Like oh, all, it's just a vanilla creature mm-hmm. just dies to, dies to Doomblade, right? Like yeah, it's like well. Or it's like Etherling always dies. Like, you know, you play it on. By the way, that card, that card never dies. Yeah. Have you played against that card again with somebody who like actually has access to mana? That card literally never dies. I was about to say access to somebody who has who hasn't been mind slavered. (laughs) It's like oh, card is. I've actually considered taking that card out of my cube Hmm. to give you an idea of how dumb Aetherling is. It is quite good. Like. Because I've actually taken some cards out in, in recent past for just being uninteractive. Like, this is just not fun. 
Like, I don't need super high power. Like, needs to be the best card in every spot. Like, I want games to be, like, fun and interactive. And, like, it's caused me to actually, like, take out, uh, you know, I tried True Name Nemesis, and I'm just like, yeah, nope, this card's not fun to play with mm-hmm. or against. It's powerful. Yeah, they definitely seem to, like, it's one of those it's things very good. where they designed it with a certain thing in mind. It was like, oh, 1v1. Oops. Right, right. <laughs> right. Uh, oops. Uh, we, we we goofed on that one. Yeah, Etherling's what, a great. What, what's what's the what's the worst that could happen when we make a a, a, a three one for three that just can't die? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, pretty much. You you get a you get a foil in this set that's two hundred dollars. That's what happens. Oh yeah, that, I could see that. Yeah. So. Wow. Yep. Yeah. But I yeah I dig it. I think it's a super interesting card, and I certainly think it's worth the effort of. You know, I don't have any reps with this one yet because this is a, a another prohibitively expensive foil card in the set. Oh, I can imagine. Um, Jeez. Yeah. A lot of these mythic foils are just, you know, as seen by, you know, what is it, Arcane uh, Artisan? Oh, went crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Brightling, too. Yeah, like uh, Arena Rector, it just. Uh, yeah. It just got to be so much so fast. Mm hmm. Um, but I certainly think it's interesting. I just think I think you have to not compare it to it, you, it. It's not the moat you think it is. Yeah, it's just really good anyway. Like it's still great. Like even even like also like if you're in a deck like a blue white deck, like a Gideon and a Jace play very different roles in decks too, and it lets right. you just like tailor what you want to get based on the board state, which is kind of again really hard to quantify. But yeah, I've liked it. it. It's a white four, but it's it can complete Pete pretty well with those. Yeah, yeah, and of course, white four is mm-hmm. one of those spots. I'm actually currently not running Academy Rector. I'm not anyway, either. So I haven't in, I haven't in years. I did for a while when I was running. You know, when there were more heavy duty ones to go get, like uh, Form of the Dragon, Debtor, Debtors Now, yeah. Form of the Dragon, and all this these game-changing ones that I just no longer run, so it's just like, eh, this card's just not as good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, I, I like it dying and going and getting a Faith's Fetters, like, that's fine. Yeah. But it's not like, it, it doesn't give me the the the, the jollies, mm-hmm. like uh, getting something, or, you know, granted, I guess you still have like stuff like Yawgmoth's Bargain mm-hmm. yeah, and stuff like that that you can go get, but... It's still, still solid. But you know, I uh, I do like this one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm on board. And speaking of cards that are horribly expensive in foil, but thankfully you got one. I think I did. Yeah, because I think it was like cheap, and I was like, eh, all right, go ahead, <laughs> go for it. Yeah, I I basically was uh, I did a I, I did a trade in to I had a bunch of uh, foreign common and uncommons, and I found a store that just happened to want a bunch of foreign commons and uncommons from recent sets. And so I traded a bunch in and got hundred plus dollars in credit and saw they had one for, I think foil was like 40, 45, something like that. And the store credit from commons and uncommons I was trading in. Nice. And I'm like, yeah. And this was after I had seen, uh, someone play this card in legacy, uh, just a day or two before that. So, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, this is a foil mythic from a set that's not going to get opened very much. And I kind of like all, 
with the exception of one, I like all the cards in this cycle, mm-hmm. and that's bright. That's Brightling. Yeah, it's a it's a solid one. It, the white threes have gotten so good lately. Yeah, they were garbage for a long time. Like, just not very impressive. Like, like oh great, we got a we got a white we got a a one one that comes with a three three. This might be the best white three possible. Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. There we go. So Brightling is a three three for three mana for one white white, and it's got in the tradition of Morphling. It's got all kinds of abilities. So mm-hmm. it's got pay a white to give it vigilance, pay a white to give it lifelink. What I think is the most important one, pay a white to return it to its owner's hand. And then the typical morphling ability of pay a generic mana to uh, plus or minus move its power and, t- and toughness. But, you know, uh, pump one in favor of the other mm-hmm. it, at the cost of the other. So I, after seeing this card and playing with it a little bit, was pretty convinced that this card's probably very good to certainly non-embarrassing and, you know, a place I think is interesting and that I'd like to be. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's solid. Like, impressions have been pretty good on it. Like, it could be... It, it is kind of weird, like, Vigilance and Lifelink kind of do very similar things. Like, there's, de- there's definitely times when you'd want one versus the other, but they kind of go along the same kind of axis of, I'm going to attack and defend my life total. Right. Well, that's the thing, right, is that this card by itself can win races. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of because like a... Because it plays both directions in multiple ways. Like, you get to swing while leaving it back on defense... And gaining the life, which, you know, if you're gaining the life on the intacts and it's still back for defense, it's just like really, really like a, a, a race winner for you. It's like a little baby batter going away. Yes. Oh, <laughs> so cute. Yeah. A little baby batter skull. Aww. <laughs> a brightling wearing a batter skull. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow up your. What was it like? Uh, there was a card that like blow up a, an equipment from your like that blew up an equipment and then also like dealt that much damage of its converted mana cost to the creature. Oh, I it's think like so. paralytic feedback, maybe. I don't know. That I don't know like... Something. Some, it was a red card, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a really good card in 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 mirrored and block draft. Uh, and just be like, nope, I'm gonna return both of them to my hand. Yep. No, we can return this all day long. So uh, it's particularly annoying when you have, uh, even though you won't see this in cube very often, if you have an Aether Vial on three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can just bring it right back. Which is you're like, no, you don't see it. Mm-hmm. Now you do. Mm-hmm. Attack you, Vigilance, Lifelink, Gain three. Take three. Oh, you want to kill it? Put it back on my hand. Hello, it's back again. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm bouncing it back again. Uh, it looks like the card was called Unforge from Darksteel. Unforge, that's it. Yeah, destroy target equipment. If that equipment was attached to a creature, Unforge deals two damage to that creature, and it's two in a red for an instant. Yeah, that card was sweet. Yeah. I liked Unforge. That's a, that a nifty card. Because, uh, you know, uh, Darksteel, uh, not Darksteel Axe, uh, 
what's his name? The plus two. Bone splitter? X. Bone splitter was a, uh, was common. Yeah. And, uh, Warhammer, uncommon. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, laying in bolus, common. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, the, the bola. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry, I said bolas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Laying in bola. Yeah, the common. bolus, I think, is what... A bo- that would be a bonus. A, n- nickel. Was it a bo- yeah, laying in a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> you get that, and I think Platinum Angel from the Tooth and Nail. Correct. Yeah. Or Mephidros Vampire and Triskelion. And Triskelion. <laughs> a bonus. Good old bonus. Oh yeah, Lane. I I I was just going through my uh, cube my uh, cube bench the other day, and I found the foil Lane in a bonus. Oh nice. Because it used to be uh used to be in my cube at some point. Yeah. That when when white fours were not as mighty as they are now. Yeah. Yeah, it would have to be pretty deep to put that in nowadays. That's not a two six. Uh, two five maybe two six. Good question. I'm going to look, because I have my cube bench right here. I'm going to pull it out and take a look. I did learn it was still worth about 10 bucks. Oh, nice. That, was, that made me sort of happy. 2-5. Winging in a bonus. Oh, I was right. 2-5. Yeah, for some reason I thought it was 6. I guess it kind of looks the same. Ah, well. My brain, my brain was correct. Artifacts and whatever. Have shroud. Whatever. Yeah, and you know, maybe that's a card for your artifact, aggro. Uh... Uh, maybe if <laughs> can't target these. Maybe if she if it was an artifact on its by itself. Uh, liquid metal coating. Hello. Ah, there we go. The the old liquid metal coating. <laughs> Every, everything's an everything's an artifact. This is now an artifact. Uh, liquid metal coating. Liquid metal coating plus bludgeon brawl is my favorite combo. Hmm. So bludgeon brawl lets you turn. Non and non equipment, non creature artifacts into equipments. Yeah. So so you could equip your Gideon with your Jace, and run it like uh, Simpsons arcade game style. Oh right. Where they like hop on each other's shoulders. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was that was a good game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was that's like that it's TMNT. A great game. Yeah. Super hard, but. Yeah. That's what quarters are for. <laughs> Get more and more. Oh, that, oh, they got plenty of them. Yep. They got plenty of them with that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Brightling Sweet 2. Yeah. I'm down. So what do you think of... I, the only reason I mentioned Together Forever is because I think that that's their quote-unquote push. Together forever mm-hmm. and ever and ever. Yeah. That's, together <laughs> forever with you. That's a Rick Astley and song, isn't it? No, I, yeah, sure it is. <laughs> To be together forever with you. <laughs> yep. I've been waiting for so long. I, I think he, he's a. I think he has a nice voice. I don't know. Rick Astley has a great voice. He's just a skinny <laughs> looking redheaded dude. Yeah. <laughs> he, no, he had a great voice. I, I, I have, I have never minded getting Rick rolled. No, I, like I thought that I was like that's cool. I really like that song. I like that he had like a measure of success afterwards mm-hmm. that like was basically an internet joke and everyone's kind of like, I kind of like this song. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I remember for some reason I d- distinctly remember like going on a road trip with my parents and driving through like Tennessee and it was like really 
like a mountainous area. Okay. And remember, there's that, there's some of those in Tennessee. Yeah, and I remember that song playing. I'm like, this song's cool <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, I remember like um, when the Battle Bond previews got shown, they were talking about like support mm-hmm. cards and like. You know, there's there's cards for this for cube, and like this is the best one. And even still, I'm like, uh, okay. So if you have some sort of counters matters theme, which I don't know what that is. Yeah, I have no idea. It's playing a Johnny Goldman, and but like if you you know if right, let's just say if. Come on, lay down. I'm trying to brush my cat here. Uh, if you had some sort of counters matters mechanic, then this card's probably pretty good. Yeah. However, I would assume for most, it kind of doesn't. I mean, yeah, you get to support two, but is support two worth a card and two mana? I don't know. I don't... And then, like, even then, like, I mean, I like the uh the two mana two two that like whenever you play a creature you get to oh yeah counter on something yeah, like the anafenza kin kin tree spirit. yeah the anafenza ghost yeah kin tree spirit as opposed to anafenza person yeah the foremost uh so you know i do like that yeah this i don't but I don't i'm not convinced about this one man i don't i don't think it does enough i think i tried it for a little bit and was like no. No. Yeah, I, I don't know. I ain't feeling this thing. My cat has had enough of my BS and has left. Well, at least your cat didn't bite you. It was like, I've had enough no, bite. No, 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 he is, he is not a biter. No. Now, no, no, to be fair, he does bite a little bit. If I have, like, if I was eating pepperoni or something, he will, like, lick my finger and then stick it in his mouth and try to bite it. But he's got no molars on one side now. He had to have a bunch of teeth removed on this one side. Mm-hmm. So if he tries to bite it with that side, it's actually kind of funny. It's like, I just let him do it. Because he's kind of like, around. <laughs> it's like no teeth. And you're like, oh, it's so cute. It kind of feels funny. And then just as you think that, he switches sides. <laughs> and you're like, ah! <laughs> oh. That, that's how they get you. <laughs> Lull you into sense of complacency. Yep. They They know. <laughs> They're like, joke's on you. I just bit you. They're like, yeah, right. They're like, oh, look at the human. Looks so nice. And ah. Yep. You get, you get the bite. Got your donkey ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not much else in white, I'd say. The rest is just, like, yeah. bad. White's not great. No. What about blue? What do you think of that? I mean, there's 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 a few cards. The white cards, I think, that are in it are very good. Yeah, the white cards. But there's not are. a ton of them. This is not to be fair. Like, no, I don't think any of the colors have a, a ton of cards. But no. the fact that there's, uh, what? At two in white yeah. is is pretty good. That's, that's like, good. um, all right. So blue, blue's got um, some good ones. Blue's got some nice ones. Um, and, and let's just just start at the top here, and that's Will Kenrath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Will is very good. Like not so much a fan of the sister. Yeah, the sister's bad. She's, but, she's like Jaya Ballard. But like Will, okay. So, like, all the things you want to do with, like, your Planeswalker, right? You know, like, all the typical stuff we talk about, which is, like, you want it to impact the board, you want it to be able to help defend itself, and you want, like, a game-winning ultimate. Uh, this card's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's been so, pretty solid. 
Yeah, it's so six mana, so four four blue blue for uh, four loyalty. Uh, it's got a plus two that turns up to two target creatures into zero three do nothings. Mm-hmm. Um, the minus two is target player draws two, and then until your next turn, instant sorcery and planeswalker spells that you cast cost two less. Yeah, that's target player. That's pretty so solid money. Mm-hmm. And then the the ultimate is a minus eight, which by the way is only two turns past it being on the board. If you plus it both times. Mm-hmm. Target player gets an emblem with whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, copy it. Yeah. So if you upheaval, you uh, get to upheaval again. Yeah. <laughs> upheaval, up, upheaval, upheaval. <laughs> yeah, I, I really liked this card. It's been, and it's flavor text about, uh, partner, actually. Partnering. Yeah, it's interesting, like you can use it as a shuffle effect. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like the partner cards, like if you, you know, I, w- I wonder if there are any other cards in blue that need that get better with shuffle effects. Yeah. Huh. I I don't know. I uh, I, I have to check my brain on that one. I, I feel like the yeah I don't know man it's it's kind of it's a little stormy outside here I'm having trouble hearing you what was that? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know so the but the card just by itself is I think just very good. Yeah, it's solid. It's a very good uh, control planeswalker. Somebody described it like as like a Tamio kind of card. Yep. Yeah, and I was like, Paul's like, that, that's perfect. Yeah. Yep. Does yeah, card sweet. Yeah, I've really liked it. It's been like part of like a you know generic blue control finishers kind of sweet, but it's mm. nice. It's solid. Yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah. What do you think of um, speaking of cards that spiked, <laughs> which we mentioned earlier? Uh, I don't personally really like Arcane Arzen, but. I don't think it's good in your average cube deck. Yeah. However, I think it's very good if you want another piece of the uh, the show and tell sneak attack, show and tell through the breach package. I think then it's an auto include. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Literally for the same exact reasons as it's in Legacy. It's just like here's another way to do it. That's actually way cheaper to do like possible to do way earlier than casting uh you know you you know you could do this on turn with no ramp you can get your guy in play on turn four where with no ramp a sneak attack would be turn five Mm -hmm. yeah or a through the breach would be turn five right so it's like a turn earlier uh also do you think anybody in their right mind is letting this live? No. If it's on the board and they have a way to kill it? No, probably not. Right, like, why, why on earth would you let this thing live? Like, And the tokens don't, don't, go, don't away. go away until unless, it, dies. Unless it dies. And then what? I, right. I think it's nice, too, that, that they don't get exiled At until... At the beginning of the next end step. Yeah, like, I think that's that definitely helps with, like, LOL, I'll just kill it. It's like, well... You're gonna have to wait, right? But I think, yeah, I think it's yeah. We're we're still gonna attack, or we're still gonna do something else with it, like mm-hmm. right? Like, so you can't run the activate, it and they're like, "In response, kill it." And you're like, "Okay, yeah, okay." Well, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll do, remove this haste creature and bash you with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I do find that interesting, but I, I don't. I think it's pretty unnecessary if you don't run that sort of package. 
And because the card gets exiled, I think that's a, a big deal. Because you don't get like to reshuffle with Emrakul or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's a little awkward. Uh, however, like you it does say draw a card. Yeah. <laughs> like, you do get to draw a card, so you're not even down a card. Yeah. That is true. And then, like, I mean, what if you're just like, whatever, like, exile this Moldrifter. Hey! Mm-hmm. It's like I evoked it, but it's staying in play. Yeah. It is still here. I like it. So, it's, it's not. It's. I, I, I think it's neat, but unnecessary. Yeah, and it it probably is hard. I don't think I was really have been able to include it in my cube just because space. Sure. But yeah, yeah. An- another one of the. Uh, I went scrambling for one. I'm like, I know I had one of these. I know I opened one in my uh, pool, and I went looking for it, and then I realized I probably traded it away. Oh. For three for three dollars. Mm. Because that's how much it was worth. Ouch. Until this past weekend. I'm like, <sighs> oh well. Yeah. However, another three drop that I think is very good. Yeah. Is Spellseeker. I like that card. It feels like it got a bit of a bad rap. Or a bad, uh, yeah, I guess bad rap when it came out. But I, I liked it. I think it's nifty. Yeah, Spellseeker I think is really neat. So Spellseeker is basically Trinket Mage for, for, Trinket Mage for spells. But you get a two or less. So uh, it's a 1-1 one, one for a two and a blue. Uh, when that enters the battlefield, search your library for an instant or sorcery card with converted mana cost two or less. Reveal it and put it into your hand and then shuffle. Mm-hmm. I like this card. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those cases where it's better with power because you have time walk and ancestral. And ancestral. Yeah, like those are both. Pretty yeah, close, but like. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like this is even better in powered cube than it is in regular cube. Mm-hmm. However, you know it's also pretty just fine. I'm gonna go get this remand. Yeah, I was gonna say ancestral vision, but. I'm gonna go get this ancestral vision mm-hmm. and then suspend it. Yeah, I'll play it a few turns. I'm gonna I'm gonna go get this ancestral vision. I'm gonna activate my Jason, put it on top of my library. I'm gonna cast this cascade card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. You know, I, you know, like I said, there, there's a even like I said, even the, that late game or whatever. Like, I'm gonna go get counterspell. Okay. Yeah. So what you, what you gonna do about? It? Uh, um, if you still, <laughs> I'm gonna go get brain geyser. Oh yeah. You can do that. So if you have X spells, you know, I'm gonna go get fireball. Yeah. Or you know, whatever the you know whatever you know, we're only saying blue cards, but yeah. you know, there's 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 other colors to be had. I was gonna too, say but... like pull from tomorrow or secure the wastes. Yeah. Right. I'll get a secure. Exactly. And I've also heard arguments that it's like not as good because it's a two-two, but okay, like. What do you mean? One, like because this is a one-one as opposed to like trinket mage or whatever, which are oh, two-twos. Sure. But I mean, okay. This is probably a little more powerful than those two, the effect, the tutoring effect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Granted, Trinket Mage is also pretty sweet in Power Cube. I, th- but... I like Trinket Mage in general. Like, even in my Popper and Peasant Cube, I think I've been. But. Yeah, man, go get a Bone Splitter. Yeah. Just, Let's go. Yeah, get a. Get a. Uh, yeah, get a Bone Splitter. Crack some heads. Have a party. So. Yeah, Spellseeker is, is I think a, a pretty sweet one, and I feel like it, I feel like an easy inclusion because there's a, a lot of targets to be had, and like replacing itself, getting a yeah, I don't know, man. There's just so many. 
so many good things to do it. Like, oh, or maybe you play still, maybe you still play momentary blank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the spell seeker and get momentary blink. Hey, I'm gonna blink the spell seeker and go get this. Hey, I'm gonna flashback this blink on the spell seeker. I'm gonna go get this. Mm-hmm. The value. The value train. The value choo choo. <laughs> yeah. The value. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I dig this card and I, I don't know why, why it would get a bad rap. I think it's neat. I think it's because like it's a 2 2 or because it feels like it has less targets, but uh, yeah, shrug. I don't really. I don't know, man. It doesn't seem like it's got less targets to me. I, I think it's awesome. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't make this stuff up. <laughs> So a, a really good, in case you guys ha- don't have one yet, I, I'm sure you guys all know this, but Mystic Confluence just got reprinted in this set. Yeah, just go get one. Isn't it like cheap now? It's it's certainly cheaper. Like isn't it like a like, couple bucks I've ever seen? I, maybe. I mean, I don't think it's a couple bucks. I think it's still in the five to ten neighborhood, but it's not twenty something like it was. Yeah. Like, but this card is. Eh. If you haven't had a chance to, oh yeah. So this is another one that looks really good, right? Like you read it and you're like, man, this card seems sweet. I think even when we did uh, our preview, we're like, man, this card seems like pretty good. It's like it could be this or it could be this. It's actually only three dollars right yeah, now. Yeah, I was about good to say Lord. TCG mid is like three bucks. Yeah. Uh, the commander one is still seven dollars, I guess. Oh, whatever. My my judge promo is eighteen. Um, I would have thought higher. So. Yeah, well, they make foils now because yeah. they're in this set. You can get them as foils, um, and I think it's all the same artwork, so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Um, and then you cast this card for the first time, and you're just like, "Is this card real? Like, this card doesn't feel real." It's like Cryptic Command, like, in a way, and it's like it does. What it does? I, I get to do what? Yeah, like a- and this. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. I see. I don't think I've ever cashed it in to draw three cards just because, like, it always... That's the worst-case scenario, yeah. right? <laughs> like... I don't think I've ever seen that happen just because it does so much. It's just like, counter this, bounce... Lo- my, my favorite is, like, mana leak this, bounce this, and draw a card. And it's like, <laughs> what do I do up against this? Right. They're, they have a creature in play. They're like, play this equipment that I'm going to equip. And you're like, no equipment for you. No creature for you to have to attack me with. Oh, and I'll replace itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I'll just draw it. Great. Th- this sounds great. It's like, what? Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you guys should get that yeah, one. That's a good one. Because th- $3, $3 is, is not much. Mm-mm. It is so not. It's, it's less than the cost of a pack. Yeah. Go, go get this one. Yeah, wow. That's pretty cool. What you, it, so, the only other, the only, like, partner card that I really like. Like creature wise is Krav, the unredeemed. Yes, that's I, I, I mentioned him on the list because he is I think uh, one of the only ones that I that I was really uh, interested in as well that has uh, un, you know that does enough on its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it should have flying as a demon. I don't know, it just feels weird. It's like I'm this demon, not on the floor. I don't know, probably not. <laughs> I I just want to know if he knows Krav Maga. Uh, I have no idea. That sounds like some Game of Thrones or whatever. <laughs> Dude, Krav Maga is it's Israeli kung fu. Nope, I I got nothing. <laughs> I just want to know, not not Krav Maga, but Krav Maga. Hmm. Who? 
if it's Krav Maga, someone's going to put one of those stupid red hats on him. <laughs> Krav Maga. Oh, there you go. Anyway, he is uh, four and a black for a 3-3 demon. He does have a partner with an angel in white, right? The Regna, the Redeemer, I think, believe is an angel. Um, and his ability is pay a black sac- and sacrifice X creatures. Target player draws X cards and gains X life and put X plus one plus one counters on him. Mm-hmm. So if you have a black sacrifice theme, this card's probably pretty good. Yeah, it's a nice, uh... Nice uh, way is like insurance, you know, to to draw cards. Like if your creatures are gonna die. Yeah, I mean, and he can sacrifice himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, Ring of Gix him draw a card. Not Ring of Gix, Claws of Gix. Mm-hmm. So at least that way, you know, that's that's what worst case scenario, get something for him, but. I don't know. I, he's the only one I'm certainly interested in. And Black Fives, honestly, not that great. Yeah, I was going to say, they're, they're not really... Not that interesting, not that great. Yeah, I was going to say, there's uh, Shriek Maw and... Uh, what's that new one? And uh, what's his Custody name? Leech. That you And the dude, you play a land, and he gets... Drain them for three, and he gets three plus one plus one counters. That oh. is originally a Planeswalker. Oh, Obnixilis? Yeah. Poor Obnixilis. He, he was not a Planeswalker. <laughs> Hey, he was a planeswalker, and then he was a demon, and then he got to be a, planes- a planeswalker demon. Oh, he got reignited. Right. <laughs> Peaches and herb. Feels so good. He got. Meow, meow, meow. Reignited. <laughs> oh, my cat has returned. Well, he purring into my ear. Got reignited. Reignited. So, yeah, man, I, I like it. And like I said, I'm willing to give things a try because Black Fives are just meh. Like, I'm running the 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 six five Flying Demon that, like, you get to draw to or whatever during RP, or the 5-4, rather. Blood Gift Demon? You get to draw to. The, yeah, Blood Gift Demon. Yeah. I'm still running that guy. It's all right. It's not bad. But, like, I'm I, I'm totally in the I'm totally in the market for, for ones that are more interesting, though. Yeah. And, and Black, having found a home as a good... A, a good sub theme for the color, I think, makes this certainly more interesting if you're if you're headed that way. Yeah. What do you think of Bone Dragon? Uh, like, do you think it competes with Bone Dragon preview? So, hashtag? so Bone Dragon is is a legit, just like Black Five probably should go in your cube. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rank Bone Dragon above this card. Yeah. Um, but I think black fives are, there's probably enough room to, to do both. Yeah. That works. That gets a thumbs up. Yeah. I like, I just don't, I just don't think like black fives are super impressive. No. And like I said, outside of Shriek Mall, which is just like a super easy one, the rest of them, I'm just like, whatever, you know, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. They're just like, I'm fine with, I'm fine with something like, you know, I want something at that spot in the curve. And if it does something interesting like i'm down mm-hmm. man i'm good yeah so now i i as far as the the other black cards i i you know i don't know if any of these are good or not but i think they're interesting which is uh, i want to talk about them uh and i want to talk about the creature first which is mind blade render oh yeah so mind blade render is one in a black for a one three 
It is an Azra warrior, and it says whenever your opponents are dealt combat damage, if any of that damage was dealt by a warrior, draw a card and lose one life. Mm-hmm. So, so I tried this card out, and you know, you know, <laughs> the old cliche about saboteurs without evasion. Right, but it, at least it deals. It does. There's a lot of other warriors, right? Like you can play this having previous warriors on board and still be able to draw a card. Yeah. And there's, you know, the, there's like the, you know, there's the one drop warrior. There's a few two drop warriors. Like there's more warriors, I think, than you than you think. No. Did you find I, it to do, I, I to found do it, anything? I found it to do just stone nothing. Like, wow. Yeah, it did. It just did nothing. It was it's just a bad like creature with no even i wouldn't say it was bad but like it definitely played the part of and it's kind of weird like this card and then uh whatever nigila which we'll talk about in red Mm -hmm. they seem to be like very similar but they serve totally different purposes and unfortunately this this was one i had a good amount of hopes for and it i just like even in decks that had us decent amount of warriors like there's a lot in uh-huh. red and right. there's some in white from like cons like when they were doing yep. that whole warrior thing for some whatever reason sure but yeah most of the time it was just like an awkward saboteur but without evasion huh. yeah i was i really had high hopes that's for very this disappointing thing. yeah i had high hopes for this thing and it just didn't do much i was just like yeah this didn't do much my apologies on uh, pooing on on the possible parade coming. <laughs> no, no, I I just wanted to know, like I because it seemed interesting to me. Like, oh, yeah. I wonder what you know. Without doing research, I wondered what the you know like warrior density was and how often we get, you got a trigger and and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's really weird. Like, I really like uh, Najila, but yeah, this Mind Blade render just didn't really. Well, Najila is just. Kind of dumb. Yeah, she's a, she's a good. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to that. Uh, what do you think of stunning reversal? Yeah, as cliche as it sounds, it's like one of those things where if you're doing like combo things, like with Necro and Yogmoth's bargain or whatever, then that's probably great. But it just is very situational. Aside from that, it's like the part the times when you. It's I think I remember when they talked about fogs on limited resources, how like the times that it's just absurd just stick out in your mind a lot. It's just like I was racing with my opponent and they cast fog. So I blew them out as opposed to, Hey, here's this time when this card just got stuck in my hand doing stone, nothing because uh-huh. you pretty much have to be in a part where you're going to lose the game and you have to be holding up four mana. Because that's the unfortunate oh. thing, too, about it, is, like, you have to... I guess you can kind of tailor the this, this situation where, like, if your opponent has an Emrakul, we'll say the 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 thirteen thirteen one, your opponent's going to attack you uh. and kill you. It's not like you have to goad them into, into doing it. It's like, all right, I'm dead next turn. All right, come on and kill me. Okay, here's this. But it, it just seems very situational. So... For me, the thought that I had with it was in the racing scenarios where you're like, okay, I have them, you know, you can get them dead in two turns, 
But if you attack, they will see that, oh, well, now I can just – they're not going to block because they know if they just attack you back, they can kill you. Mm-hmm. That it winds up being a time walk in those scenarios if they don't have a way to, to redraw kill you, right? If they don't have a way to like, okay, <laughs> lightning bolt you, you're dead. <laughs> you're, you're dead again, right? Um, and, and that's what I was thinking of is like, okay, this is not something that black does. No. This is not a – this is a very, you know, surprising card. It almost feels red, so, almost. As a matter of fact. Right. It's, you know, like Final Fortune, right? Like, take another turn, but then you die. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, to me, like, I feel like the gameplay aspect of this might be really interesting of, like, hey, like, I'm going to attack you. Or, like, you might be able to goad people into, you know. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just seemed interesting to me because I'm like, I feel like this is not something that we've seen on a card before, and it's instant speed, and it's in a color that I wouldn't expect either. Yeah, kind but of like, like drawing, uh, drawing seven, and 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 not dying is pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a powerful effect. I just have no idea how often it would actually do something, or like you said in your scenario of. Well, I can't just sit here with four mana untapped. Mm-hmm. Like, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have an answer. But all I know is that four mana instant speed draw seven instead of dying seems like it could be very powerful. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it's a pipe dream or not. One thing is, is also I didn't really think of this until now is like if you're in a color like black red. You could always just bolt yourself, or you know, you could always just be like, "I'm gonna bolt." End the turn, stunning reversal, bolt myself, draw seven. Yeah, like that's something that can be done too, which I didn't think about <laughs> literally until just now. It makes me think of like the, um, you know, the Death Shadow decks that have like the weird lines. It's like I'm gonna, oh right, I'm gonna Phyrexian mana and pay full retail. Although it feels like people tend to overpay. In general, like they tend to mm. over Phyrexian mana on Dismember, not necessarily in like Cube or you know it just feels like I see it way too often. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just like that where it's just like I'll bolt myself. I will. <laughs> I whatever. Yeah, f- five mana. Five mana. Uh, <laughs> five mana. Wheel, you know, Wheel of Fortune or whatever. You five mana draw seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, five mana instant speed draw seven that costs two cards or whatever. Or sh- you know, shoot, maybe you have, like, Grim Lavamancer. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, st- you're like, activate Grim Lavamancer targeting me. And they're like, what? okay. And you're like, in response. Yep. Stunning reversal. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, draw seven. This happened. Untap. Yep. Lucky for you, it was all lands. Yeah, and then I'm dead. Good game. Yep. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel, I feel like, I, I feel like this is a card I want to try. And see if it does anything, because I also feel like it could be one of those moments like, you know, not necessarily like a chaos warp moment, but like a, wait, what just happened? Yeah, like, uh... Like, that's so cool. <laughs> like... Yeah, I think this has convinced me, because I didn't really give it any reps before, but I'll give it a try. Worst case, it's bad, and I take it out. Right. It's not like, you know, you spent $30 on a foil copy. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, hey... Here's some paper. I took out this photocopy. Yeah. Great. No, I just had to reset something else. Yeah, 
I don't know if you've played. So uh, I, I don't know. That's in, that's inter- it seems interesting to me that for from from a fun standpoint and possibly very powerful. I don't know if you've played um, Darkest Dungeon for like the PC and various whatever. I saw you talking about it. I have to let me let me take a second and actually I have to look at it. I don't recognize the title. Probably not. But if I look at it, then I need to see what what system was it on. So it's on. I think it came out for PS4, but it, it's on the PC. That's where it's been out for a while okay. on Steam. If it's Okay, so so this is a new game, new-ish. It's like twenty. It came out. Oh, I think, okay. No, then I then I definitely. Well, let's see here. I'm showing uh, release of Microsoft Windows in 2016. That sounds right. And PlayStation yeah, 4 in 2016. Yeah. So no, I was no. Yeah, it's like an RPG. I, I do not know. It's, this a, it's an game. interesting game where essentially it's an RPG where you have various characters and. You send them off into dungeons and whatever. The the big thing about that game is when characters die, they they just die. They don't. Oh, so it's very much so. It's like XCOM or whatever. I never. It kind of makes me think of kind of like roguelikes in a way. In a way, okay. I think. I so think like XCOM might have been may may have been. So XCOM, you get like a bunch of characters and they have all of different classes and stuff like that. And you train them and you send them out on separate missions. Mm-hmm. But if they die, they just die and they're gone. Yeah, the th- forever. The thing that made me think of Darkest Dungeon for this one is like, in your standard RPG, say you have a character that has thirty hit points, and they get hit for thirty damage, and they get knocked out. You know, they they get right. whatever, and then you can revive them. In, in right. Darkest Dungeon, it has this thing where, say your person has twenty hit points and they get hit for thirty, instead they go to zero hit points and then they have something called like death's door where essentially they're at zero hit points and they're blinking and then the next hit they take they die right and this kind of reminds me of that a little bit where it's like you you're very close to dying you're pretty much on death's door and then this card saves you it seems interesting yeah like i think in regular at least when i was playing Dungeons and dragons as a, a small child I, I think it was like you're unconscious at zero but you're not dead until negative 10 Oh, okay. Points. That sounds so. Great. Like at, at zero, you'd get knocked out and you can't do anything. Now, if you get healed or whatever, like you can get back in it, but you're not actually dead unless you're neg ten. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. So it sounds somewhat similar. Yeah, it's a sweet game. It's just that's what that made me think of. All right, let me see what's yeah. let me see what it's out for. Oh, it's out for Xbox One. I have an okay. One yeah, I know it's cheap hey, on. I'll take a look. It's it's great. It's just if it's pretty much a JRPG kind of game. So if you're into like you know JRPGs, yeah, I, mean, I, I mean if you played Chrono Trigger, I, I, I mean right. If I if I was the person that had to get all 13 endings on Chrono Trigger, you mean? Oh yeah. Yes, yes I was. Fro- frog ending. I think it was 13. Frog ending. Yeah, frog ending for us. <laughs> frog, frog ending, ending for not life. Close. Yep. Frog ending for life. Yep. Oh, a frog ending for L. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm looking through the other black cards. I, I, I don't know. There's Vitrus's Maneuver, which kind of makes me think of like a little baby crew ultimatum, but it's still three mana. Uh, thrilling Encore? No, the one next to it. If, no, no, no. I'm saying, what about Thrilling Encore? Oh. Uh, it, it's another card that just seems really situational. <laughs> it's five mana. Right. Yeah, so like the Friend or Foe one, uh, it's like... They're all like too fair, or I guess they're just, they just don't right. do enough. Now, now, obviously, these cards are in, like, again; these are good examples of if you play multiplayer or if you want a multiplayer package, they might be insane. Yeah. 
But like, especially like the fact that like Virtus's maneuver does significant, you know, like whenever you can multiply the effect or, or like the, uh, what are the ones from the other commander sets? That's like, uh, what's the mechanic called where it's like, would you like to get some of these? Cause if you do it, I get to do it again. Oh yeah. I forget what it's called. Like the one that makes the, the red, like lightning tokens, the little red elemental tokens. Oh, right. And then it's like, I get some of them. It's like, would you like some? Cause if you would like some, I get more. Tempting offer. Would you like some? Yeah, yeah, tempting offer. That's it. Remember, yep. attempt with vengeance is like, all right, okay. Yep. So, reminds me of that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, as far as, like, just so much better when there's more people playing. Yep. Like, not necessarily embarrassing on its own, but even just way better when you get more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, other than that, eh. Yeah. Not, not a ton. I can't believe, I don't know why they keep printing Nixifid and things. Does anybody play this card ever? No, I, I don't know. Maybe. Like, uh, maybe. This is like the, this, this has seen a reprint multiple times. Is this card good? Does anybody like this card? Because it never seems good to me. Ever. I have no idea. I feel like it's a casual card. Maybe. I mean, I guess. But like, I don't see it in. Yeah, a modern, like, 8-rack. Ever? Yeah. I have to look on, like, EDH rack or whatever, I guess, and see how many people are playing Nix with it. Mm-hmm. It's market but price like, is 3 bucks. Even after all those reprints. If, from Conflict. <laughs> Foil market price is three seventy eight, so it's, you don't have to pay too much more <laughs> if you really want to get a foil. That's okay. Nope, I'm good. Yeah, we're, I'm good. we're okay. I'm good. I, I'm, I'm very amused that there is a card. I'm still amused by the card Tenacious Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I just think it's Tenacious D every time I look at it. Yeah, exactly. And then I think the metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. Grunge tried to destroy the metal. <laughs> yeah. By the way, the t- not, not gonna lie, the pick of destiny. I enjoyed the pick of destiny movie. Yeah, I did too. It was, it was solid. I, it was way funnier than I, I gave it any right to be. Like, the first time I watched Basketball. Hmm. Yeah. I was just like, all right, whatever. It's, like, late. I'll just watch this movie. And I'm like, okay, this is actually pretty funny. I have no idea why it's so funny. Nice. But it's pretty funny. <laughs> all right. So, so Red. Red. There's a, yeah, Rowan Kin. There's one great card. Yeah. There's Rowan. So that, that's, that's, not, that's not the that's great not one. That's not the great one. That's uh, not very good. Nope. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's Najila the Blade Blossom with some flavor text about Wooberg or something. Yeah, some Wooberg flavor text that that does nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that card. Now, granted, if for some reason you can actually use it, mm-hmm. so thing I'm thinking is like, imagine drafting this, and if you have the consp- if you have World Knit, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like okay, <laughs> that, might as well. That 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 makes me a little happy. Yeah. Might as well uh, cast this for do the five. But you know, so this card's pretty good. So this is a three two for three mana, uh, two and a red. Whenever a warrior attacks, you may have its controller create a one one white warrior creature doking that's tapped and attacking. Mm-hmm. Whenever a warrior, not not another one, not a, a warrior. Yeah. Yeah. 
go on. Now, of course, I don't. The fact that I want this card to have like first strike so badly. Yeah, it's it does trade up or does trade down sometimes, but that's okay. But like at least you can play it and attack with a different warrior, and you're still getting your guy. Yeah, yeah. So so there was a three O deck that had her like, and the only warriors were it was a red black aggro deck. It had blood soaked champion. Goblin Bushwhacker. Oh god. And and her. Those are the only warriors. And she just crushed people. <laughs> like Because it snowballs so fast. Like it goes Oh, I bet. It's kinda like Rabble Master in a way. It just goes like three or when it attacks, it, it attacks for four right uh-huh. up, and then because it keeps growing. Or at least the the warriors keep doubling while it attacks. It's mm-hmm. not just like if you attack it's not like the black uh saboteur it's like right where you only get one trigger because it's if everything happens mm-hmm. yeah it's just like but it's like whenever a warrior this is multiple triggers if you have multiple warriors mm-hmm. yeah at least i assume that's the case right that that's what yeah i i thought that was the way it is too i'm actually looking on gatherer and stuff like that mm-hmm. and, I, and i don't see any any necessarily any clarification um yeah, I mean, I think it's in the preview. I'm gonna double check. Like, because all I know is that I read this, and all I read was, uh, "Holy crap, this is gonna get out of hand really quickly." Yeah, if you're built around Najila, there'll be times when you'll be attacking with multiple warriors. Yeah, so I guess I, I'm pretty sure I, I'm not that great at rule stuff, but I'm 99% sure. Right, because it's a trigger whenever a warrior attacks. So. This warrior attacked and this warrior attacked, that's two triggers because that's a warrior that attacked. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then the next turn, you get two more, and then you attack with five warriors, and you get five more guys. Mm-hmm. Like, it snowballs and, so fast. Like, that's... I mean, there, there, there literally might be people screaming right now of how wrong we are. Maybe. But I think there's a reason why this card is like $100 in foil. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, I, I think I looked at the preview, and that's what it said about multiple whatever. What even gets better is if you use multiple times. Yeah, it seems like you get it multiple times. I'm pretty sure. I mean, if not, that pretty drastically changes it. Like, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's it's all of them. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's all of them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And by the way, we have a good red mythic t- <laughs> That's not a dragon. Yeah. That is very true. Yeah, whenever a warrior attacks, you may have it right. Yes. Yeah. That's a trigger, yeah, right? It's like whenever yep. Hellrider, like whenever a right. creature attacks. Whenever a creature attacks, deal one though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that yeah. We're we're just doubting ourselves cuz I'm like freaking out like that this card doesn't seem like it should this card's ridiculous. Yeah. Hellrider says whenever a creature you control attacks, it says whenever a warrior you control attacks. Yeah, so it's the same thing. I love the fact that you can give warriors to other people. When they attack with their warriors. Oh yeah, right, right. In case, uh, I don't know, blood artist or something. I mean, yeah. So you so you have bl- this blood artist, or like, are there other are there things that like is there things that deal damage to people when the like, creature comes to the planet under their control? 
Uh, I feel like there's there's cards that or they lose a life or something. Like, I feel like there's cards that do something. I feel like there's a way there's corner cases where you that might be helpful. The ones I can think of are yeah, like Blood Artist and Massacre Worm. Those are the main. Oh, ones. Uh, or what, you have a lifelink guy. What if you have just like a larger lifelink guy? Oh, and right. you're just like, all right, you can have a, a one-one block your idiot one-one with my lifelink guy. Mm-hmm. Just like negate the attack from other creatures. Yeah, thanks, thanks for the lifelink, buddy. Yeah, but yeah, I really like this card. It it like it's kind of good. It, it kind of is in the same kind of area as like Hanwer Garrison, but I I definitely like <sighs> this better. Yeah, Hanwer Garrison that that card's a heck of a card too, man. Yeah, I definitely and it kind of feels <sighs> like it's in that same vein as like that and uh, Hero of Bladehold and Leonin War Leader or whatever the new one. Yeah, we'll get to that one. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of has that same design space, and it's like, maybe your cube may not want a lot of them, but I mean, honestly, I don't see how that would be overload with like, two or three of this kind of effect, like that and Rabble Master or whatever. It's like, it doesn't, having multiples of those isn't like a huge weakness of making your, like, removal too good or whatever. I don't know. I think it's fine. Does Rabble Ma- is Rabble Master a warrior? Yes. Does it make warrior tokens? I don't believe so. I'm a double check. Damn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think so either. Yeah, but because <laughs> I believe it's just the generic goblin tokens that are just like the Cranko ones. Yeah, it just makes it just makes goblins. Yeah, by the beginning of your combat on your turn, create a one-one red goblin creature. But it is a goblin warrior. Same thing with uh, Reckless Bushwhacker, also a warrior. Ooh. Yeah, and, and those pair pretty nicely. But yeah, I was—I didn't even think I paired them back. Like, I think there have been times when I may have attacked with like, like a blood-soaked champion and her, and I was like, "Okay, get two dudes." <laughs> okay. Right, like good lord. And they're attacking. It's like okay, sure, whatever. Right, why not? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Just, yeah, that card's, that card's pretty sweet. I, I'm a big fan of Nisio. Stolen Strategy is the one I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Another one, if you play multiplayer, is just absurd. Yeah, the, uh, the Yolo. Even if it's not a team, you know, a 2HG or whatever, it's just in, insane. It's just like, hey, look at everybody else's cards. Mm-hmm. Like Cheering Fanatic, I've seen people like, I don't know, that just seems like a bad, like, mana elf in red. All right, wait, wait, wait. Let me think which one of this. All right, whenever an attacks, choose a card name. Cost one last thing. I don't know. No, no, it's like a bad elf. Come on, no, come on now. No, no, it's no. Slightly better goblin piker. It's grizzly bears. No, it's, gri- it's unnecessary. It's a grizzly bear with no drawback. Back in my um, day, we had no unnecessary. Yeah, I trailed off. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Not much in red. Green. What do you think of green? Okay, so green. Uh, and, and by the way, most of these cards. That's the the thing that's a little frustrating, is, at least as far as from an acquisition standpoint, is most of the cards in this set that are cube worthy are all mythic. Yeah, yeah. Because Bramble Sovereign. Oh yeah. Is very good. I've liked that card. It's been nice. It's very good. Bramble Sovereign is two green green for a four four. So it's a square peg four four for four. Um. Whenever another non-token creature enters the battlefield, you can pay one in a green, and if you do, that creature's controller creates a token that's a copy of that creature. Yeah. Yeah, just 
double up. Uh, okay. Like it doesn't do it, it doesn't do much on its front side, but I mean, okay. But for, there's plenty of four 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 fours that are fine. Yeah. Right. Like, and this just has like way more implications on the back end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like I'm trying to remember. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna sack this token and get myself the big giant idiot that gives haste and. All your guys get plus X, plus X, and trample where it's that. Crater hoof? How many creatures are in play? A hoof. <laughs> I'm going to get two hoofs. Why are we sacrificing a creature? Oh, natural order, right. It's a natural order right out. Right, right, okay. Um, I'm going to get two hoofs. Nice. Double hoof them out. I, I have. Because it's, it's not when you play it, it's just when it enters the battlefield. Yeah. You can also do other people's creatures, too. Again. I, guess, like, I think it's other uh, yeah, it's like, so this is the awkward thing. It's like, if you do it for an opponent's creature, they get the copy. Yes. Which, again... Same thing with the warriors. Like, they get the warriors, too, yeah. for an Agila. I'm not sure. That seems like it would have less useful corner cases, though. Maybe. <laughs> but, it, I don't know. Might be super comical, like, for cards that, like, for, like, something like Fumigate, for example. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I have another one. Right, but not, not that you would play Fumigate and Bramble Sovereign in the same deck, but I don't know. Maybe. You know, like there, it's it's just funny to me that there are these like sneaky wordings that are because of the way this set works. Mm-hmm. There are just these like sneaky wordings that you would not expect it to work a certain way. Yeah. What do you, is so like if your opponent casts a giant walking ballista, and you're you know whatever, and you copy it, it just becomes a zero zero, right? Correct. Okay, yeah, so you can do that for Blood Artist in Massacre Worm. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, drain. Massacre Worm. Yep. Mm. We'll drain some life. Yeah. Yeah, there's not... Uh, I'm trying to think of any other... Like, I don't really like Generous Patron. That card doesn't seem that good. No, I want it to be good. It's very good, like, in team format things, but it's just not very good. Like... You By can, itself, you can, unless you have counters matters again, like we were talking about. So like, but I don't again. You boost their things to draw cards. Like what? What? Well, right. It, it only really works in team play, right? Yeah. Like two headed giant, it's great. Yeah, there's Grothama, which is no. It's interesting. So, so when I look at Grothama, the first thing I think about is this would be the foil mythic that I opened. Oh yeah, yeah. Not, not, not the true name nemesis. No. Not the, not the arcane. You get, guy. You get Not Najila. Not all these other 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 dollar cards, 200 dollar cards. Nope. It would be Grow Mama. Yeah, Grow. All devouring. Yo, yo, grow Mama jokes. Yeah, now it is super interesting because like. You can trade up. To, like, right. You can just, like, force all their guys to just, like, run face first into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they ever want to attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get a ton of creatures, though. They get a ton of cards, if that's the case. But, like, man. It doesn't have like, trample. What if... Right. That's So it's a... So it's a ten, I mean, to be fair, it is a 10-8 for 5, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is a very but, weird card. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, 
I don't know, man. Like I, I can't can't quite wrap my head around it without getting reps mm-hmm. in I, because I just have no idea how often the text on it would do anything. That was another one that, to be completely honest, I have no reps with, and I don't even know if I will just because green fives seem significantly better. But I don't know. It just seems like it can get you get you so often, you know, as the controller. I don't know. And they, you know, other creatures, they, they can. So sometimes, like, creatures, like, attacking with it can be bad. But then again, with 10, with 8 butt, it's not like, I don't think that's gonna happen super often. But I don't know. I just, I have many doubts about that game. Right. I think it would be, I, and like I said, maybe it's, it's not as good, like, I, I almost wanted to say, other creatures have when this creature attacks it has to fight Grothama all devouring mm-hmm. yeah like I almost wanted to say that yeah like they see this and they get uh they get it devours all it's not maybe I'll let it devour my guy yeah no it's not some devouring mm-hmm. Grothama some devouring Grothama optional devouring <laughs> all devouring yeah all of it what was that 5-2 wall for th- two in a red from Rise of the Eldrazi? Like, the flavor text was... It was like a 5-3? It was like Rage Nimbus. Do you remember that flavor text? Oh. <laughs> no. So the flavor text... Uh, that was that was the one set I really didn't get to play because I was moving at the time from one state to another. Ah, yeah, so that'll I, do I it. Played, I played one pre-release and then just didn't do anything with those cards for months. So it's a... It's a two and a red for a five three defender flying elemental, so it's a giant one. Okay. Spend one and a red, target creature attacks this turn if able. And the flavor text is The settlement knew there was something strange about the cloud when the old priest Mondly suddenly grabbed an axe and ran screaming into the hills. <laughs> like that's that's great. That tells a that tells a story right there, man. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, the art is just like a bunch of hands, essentially. Like it, it's this weird mass of like a thunderous cloud. And it kind of makes me think of that creature. It's just like, it, it devours, it's supposed to, it, the art even too kind of evokes it a little bit, but, you know, it's like, you have this giant worm coming towards you. It feels like it should evoke this guttural reaction of like, we have to kill this thing, we have to fight it, as opposed to, What's this giant worm? Oh, uh, let's fight it, yeah. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, meh. So, uh, multicolor, what do you think of this Archon, this green-white Archon in the super competitive green-white selection? So, I think this card is very interesting and likely very good. But? However, green. Selesnia is ridiculous, and this thing does cost six. So, all right, so Archon of Valor's Reach is four green-white for a 5-6. Flying Vigilance Trample. When it enters the battlefield, choose an artifact, enchantment, instant, sorcery, or planeswalker. Players can't cast spells of the chosen type. Yeah. One thing I, I do... This card's a giant... This card's basically just a green-white dragon. Yeah. Yeah, just a big, big old... That, that blocks them from casting a certain type of spell. One thing I think is interesting about about that is like for the like the against the blue black or the blue white decks mm-hmm. that that just so often can 
just EOT, just kill your stuff. It's like, I will sorts of plowshares this thing on my end steps. Like, you can't really do that. It's like, they cast, and it's like, okay. I mean, they assuming they can't counter it, of course, but... Right, or, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, the only way they are going to be able to win at this point is if they peel, if they have a sweeper. Mm-hmm. I'll name sorcery. Yeah. Or Planeswalker, if, you know, the board state dictates it. It has a lot of play to it. Yeah, like, I, I think it's certainly interesting. It's certainly good. Mm-hmm. But, good lord. Yeah. Like, I... Yeah, it's just a lot of a lot of uh competition unfortunately. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But it doesn't mean this card's not good. No, this card's very good. It's quite good. And it, like if I saw it in somebody's cube, I'd be like and I was in green, okay. I'd be like thumbs up. Let's try it out. Cool. Yeah, like it 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 certainly qualifies as in, in the what I what I like to call non-embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was about to say the, like the, uh, I would look at the card and be like, "Okay, Sure. Yeah. Now, Green White has, like, a roster of, like, 22 cards that are probably fit under the non-embarrassing. Yeah. It is so deep. Yeah, you can just play whatever. So deep. So deep. Yeah, it's, it's got... Like, oh, God, we should, we should, uh, you know, we did a review of all the colors. We we should do, like, a guild review and talk about, like, our favorite, you know, talk about, like, the guilds that way. And, like, maybe do, like... The white guilds, or you know, these guilds, and then these guilds, and mm-hmm. how we did our color breakdown, and then our favorite colors, and, you know, favorite cards in these guilds, favorite cards in these guilds. I don't know. Yeah, I think it'd be nice. Because like green white is just, just, just so much. Yeah. So, what do you think of last one standing? Yeah, yeah. Choose a creature at random. Destroy the rest. Mm-hmm. Ever played Hearthstone? Uh, I haven't in a while, but yeah, isn't there a card that There's does a that? Card called Brawl. Oh, Brawl, apt. Brawl. And Brawl basically does the exact same thing. Wow. Um, and it's a little more expensive than three mana. Isn't it like five or something or six? It's a five or a six, I think. It's a five. Okay. Um, and it's an, it's an epic spell. I think it's a warrior spell. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, it destroys everything but one. And it, it's true. Now, to be fair, that one, is always your opponent's typically best creature. Um, if you have like five creatures and they have one, you will let, lose your five, and they will keep their and they will keep their one. <laughs> if, if you have, uh, you know, or if you have like three awesome creatures and a one one, and they have like just like a bunch of idiot one ones, like you'll get to keep your one one. Yes. Like, not one of your three Like, it's just never, it literally is just like one of those cards that, like, I remember when I was playing Hearthstone, just literally never did exactly, never did anything that what I wanted it to do. Never got to actually keep, like, whenever my opponents cast it, it was the best. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, I have 15 one ones, like, or 10, well, however many can fit on the screen. You have an 8 8 and a bunch of one ones. Oh, look, the 8 8 won. And now you're dead. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Yep. Come on with this, RNGesus. Good old R, good old RNG. Mm-hmm. But you know, three mana is not a lot for a ref, <laughs> especially not in. Again, are we expecting to see this kind of card out of black red? 
Yeah, probably not, no. Like, that's, you know, like, big mass sweepers are, like, yeah, like, you could be, they are black or red sometimes, but I kind of, I kind of like this card. I, I don't know why it just seems super fun to me. Mm-hmm. Like, because all I want to do, none of this, like, roll dice, I'm literally taking all the creatures and shuffling them together. Mm-hmm. And then, like, holding them under the table and, like, someone's like, you know, number from one to five. Or like one to whatever. Yeah. Just kind of one, two, three, four. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, I don't know. This card seems super fun to me. I don't know if it's any good, but a three mana sweeper that, you know, this card, let's just say this card saw a ton of play in Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's still a sweeper. Like it's like there was the, you remember in the, I guess there was in Innistrad, there was a white one, right? That was just like yeah, destroy all creatures but destroy one. Destroy everything but but one. But there is I don't remember what the condition was for the one, and that was actually white. I think it's just they choose. I think everybody. Yeah, they choose a creature, or they choose one of their creatures, or they choose a creature. Yeah, because then everything else dies. Yeah, it was like right. three double white. Yeah, or no, maybe it isn't. Huh. I don't know. I swear it was. It's definitely white. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like probably there somewhere. Maybe it's four? It might only be four mana. Yeah, maybe it, it might was. be two white white. Yeah, I think it may have been two white white, yeah. Flashback. Yeah, Divine Reckoning. Each player chooses a creature they control, destroy the rest. Okay, there you go. Yeah, and it was two and two. So it was four mana on the front side and then seven to flash it back. The flavor text is survival of the purest. Okay. This one is some train all their lives for a shot at the title. Some just get really, really lucky. Hmm. Nice. I'm very amused by this card. And also, I'm a fan, like, Red suffers from this thing where it does one thing really, really well. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really hard to break away from this one thing that red does really, really well. Like having a conversation recently. Uh, and it's like, if I were to take 20 cards, like if I were to take 23 cards of any one color, like at random, I guarantee the 23 red cards are going to be the best deck by far. Mm-hmm. Because they all do this for the most part. You know, like ninety plus percent of them do the same thing. Yeah, like like attack and burn. Blue is you're gonna find counter spells, you're gonna find card draw spells, you're gonna find some creatures, you're gonna find some, you know, some other stuff. Green, you're gonna find creatures, you're gonna find ways to get lands, you're gonna find ways to blow up enchantments. You're gonna, you know, like green's probably the second best one, right? Because it's just mostly creatures. Uh, white, you're going to find all kinds of crap. You're going to find creatures, you're going to find anthems, you're going to find disenchants, you're going to find enchantments that do weird things. You're going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to find, you know, removal spells, you're going to find, you know, it's just like every, none of the colors are as focused as red is. And red does one thing very well, and that one thing, while good, is not inherently super interesting. So I kind of like any, 
opportunities to make red decks do things besides attack and burn. Mm-hmm. So having a card like this that gives you an opportunity to be a sweeper and be like a board control deck, I think I'm okay with. Especially because it's only three mana. Like, yes. Is it possible like that you're going to lose your creatures and they keep their best one? Sure. Is that a big of a deal? If, like, are you casting a sweeper anyway if you're, if you're a creature parody? No. You know, like, you're casting this card when you're behind. If they have four creatures and you have, like, just some random idiot, you're still ca- probably casting a sweeper, right? Except for this one? Gives you a chance that your guy still lives. Mm-hmm. Not granted. It gives them a chance that their best guy still lives. But! <laughs> you takes your chances, you know? I don't know. I think this card. I'm. I'm finding as I as I cue more and get older and play like a lot of have played a lot of Magic. I'm more into like finding fun things to do that are also like possibly like very impactful at the same time. And I feel like this is one of those cards that's super interesting to me. That would not be super interesting to people who hate RNG huh, or yeah. uh, like that's not. I don't play Magic to play RNG. If you want RNG, go play Hearthstone, <laughs> idiot. You know what I mean? Like, which always seems you obviously can't play this card with those people, right? Because there, those people exist. Certainly. Yeah, which is always funny, like when people say that too. Because I mean, like, there's inherent randomness in card drawing, and dude, every time you draw a card, it's an RNG. Yep, <laughs> you shuffle your deck. It should definitely be random. Like the people who care about like when you mill two random cards. Oh, you milled my thing. That increases my chance. No, you have no idea what those two cards are. Unless you did something where you put a card somewhere specifically in your deck, milling you for two really does nothing. Unless you have ways to interact with the graveyard. Yeah. In some way or another. Like, mill you for two. Okay. Like, now, if you do it ten more times, and the game lasts a while, yeah. Now now we got something. However, so, like, I don't know. I just think this card's comical, and I kind of want to play it. Because I also just kind of want to not only tilt other people, but also tilt myself. Yeah. But you can't play this in super competitive ones. But people want to play super competitive and people want to take things super seriously. You cannot play this card because you will, you will have people that will not cube again with you until you take this card out. <laughs> yeah. I remember there was somebody who like refused to draft my cube because I took uh, whatever Teferi Mage of Zalfir out. Yeah, I remember that story. Actually, when I was just saying that, I was like, I was thinking, didn't Usman have somebody quit because of something yeah, like that? Yeah, he like refused to draft it afterwards, and I don't know. <laughs> he, 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 yeah. I, I, uh, I had someone tell me once that they didn't like cubing because, uh, it's just too off balance because someone can open a pack full of rares. Yeah. And, like, uh, the cards in their pack are just way better than the cards in your pack. It does kind of remind me of a story where... uh, I'm like, uh, everybody's got good cards in their pack. There was somebody who was drafting my cube, and so I had this, like, blue, mostly artifact deck with, like, Workshop and Academy and a bunch of really interesting stuff. And he was playing Mm -hmm. this kind of, like, 
white, half aggro, half mid-range deck. In game one, he lands Elspeth and uh, Elspeth knights errant, and I can't deal with it, and I die. Game two, I crush him with. Uh, so game two, he uh, he has like a selfless spirit out, and I ha- play a shackles, and then I go to steal his selfless spirit because I figure, like, even if he sacrifices, it's still fine. It gets that gets that thing off the board. It's his only mm-hmm. creature, and then he just lets me take it. So I'm like, okay. And then next turn, you know, after I go on my turn or whatever, he picks up the shackles, looks at it, sees I have three islands, puts down the shackles, plays Hero of Bladehold. So... As you can expect, EOT, I sacrifice the selfless spirit, uh, steal right. his hero, blade hold, and then he is dead. Game three, before, you know, all the, sh- you know, we're doing all the shuffling, he's A, complaining that he's like, man, your deck has, like, a workshop and academy and whatever. He mulls, goes to six, mulls to five, and he says, I'm too good for these high variance formats. And then scoops and leaves. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, A, pretty stunned. And B, thinking, how are you too good for these high-variance formats if you play like garbage and <laughs> play into an on-board tri- on trick and then just lose? That, that's some that's some high-variance skill, whatever. But yeah, that's that kind of reminded me, too, of just when people get too self-important about whatever. It's like, I don't play... There's too much... I don't want to play RNG, whatever. It's... Yeah, I don't know. It's silly. People are silly. So... so yeah, you're you're definitely tilting people out of out of playing cube ever again with this with this yeah. card. And I'm kind of amused by that. The, also, black-red is very good, too, though, to be fair. It's another very good guild. Mm-hmm. But, like... I'm okay with like changing it up and like I said, giving red and black more opportunities to be a control deck than just be, hey, I'm gonna attack you really fast and woo. Mm-hmm. Here's some doom blades, and here's downfalls. You know, kind of like whatever those right, right, effects right. are. And like you know, like red and black just have like such a high density of like one drops, mm-hmm. like aggressive one drops, and. And just all this kind of stuff, and it's just like it's so easy to just like build these super hyper aggressive decks, and like it, it'd be nice if you know at least black's got you know a control aspect to it, but like red really doesn't have that. Like there are red control cards, but like the red control cards are either like the problem is a lot of like uh, the you know solid red control cards are also good in because they're just burn spells, right? So they're just good in other colors too. So like you just in other decks in the aggro decks too. So like you're constantly in competition. Like, the aggro decks are not taking this card. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, or shoot, maybe they are if they're, like, playing against a token deck. Like, if you fall behind, you're just like, reset? Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting, and, uh... It's very powerful. Kill everything but one creature for three mana. But I don't know. Yeah, I think it's the right. I want to. I want to play it. I want to play it and see how fun it is. 
Yeah. And I think if you're if you're into playing stuff for fun, mm-hmm. I think this is this is a hundred percent acceptable to play. Yeah. It's all the you know the competitive the competitive side of me is like super cringy about that. But like, you know, if I want to play competitive magic, like I'll, I'll play standard or modern or whatever, you know, there's plenty of competitive outlets. I, I can still try to win games and, and, and still try to have some fun and, and do that too. And just watch people get super tilted. <laughs> yeah. Including me. There you go. <laughs> is that too much else in artifacts? The only, one that I thought of, and it's mainly because Matt Cranstuber, a.k.a. Cranny, was trying out Victory Chimes. Uh-huh. I think he played it, it was like seeing play in, like, control decks, because, like, you can play it, you know, untaps during each player's untap step, so it's a mana rock during sure. your turn and their turn. Sure. Uh, I think I tried it out, and I don't think it really saw too many reps, but, like... It definitely seems like that's the deck for it, like a deck that wants to do stuff on your opponent's turn, a.k.a. control deck, mm-hmm. and maybe wants to do something on your turn, a.k.a. proactively play something like a creature or mana rock or something. Right, like, or is, you know, are, are there abilities, are there things that you can do for one colorless mana on everybody's turn that's worth having, you know, a, the repeatable effect over the course of the game? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Like, three mana rocks are have kind of gone away. Yeah, I think... As they're, all the two mana rocks are, you know, are around. Yeah, I think Co-Relic um, is the one, and then that's it. Yeah, Coalition Relic, because there used to be Darksteel Ingot, which was nice, because, you know, you can play them in the blow-up-the-world decks and still have mana afterwards. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that with like the proliferance, uh, proliferance, prolifer, proliferation, proliferation, proliferance. I made up my own words. <laughs> proliferation of planeswalkers. Like you can't play like a Yokel Hops deck anymore or an Obliterate deck because it just leaves all their planeswalkers behind and you just get smoked. Yeah. Like now, granted, if you have your own planeswalkers, that's pretty good. However, like I think those. Um, I think those kind of, much in the way that, like, removal spells have counterfeited most combat tricks, I think Planeswalkers have counterfeited a lot of the blow the blow up the world outside of, like, the Armageddons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at least kind of changes the dynamics where they're, they may be, like, quote-unquote too good in control mirrors, or, like, you can't just wrath and then clear all the threats, like if your opponent has a Jace or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it definitely seems like it changes the, the symmetry and whatnot of that. Oh, for sure. But yeah. It, it, but like, I, I think I took, you know, I always I always ran like Yokohops, Obliterate, stuff like that in early versions of my cube. Mm-hmm. And then like, once Planeswalkers, just like, like, once there were so many of them that were good, it was just like, it, it's, it's, I don't know, it, it, it it became very difficult to make a deck like that work. Yeah. I think my very first constructed deck ever was a Yokel Hops, Ivory Gargoyle, Rook Egg deck. Mm-hmm. I think I remember that deck. At least, like, the Yokel Hops and Ivory Gargoyle. That was, like, a, a thing. I remember, I remember seeing things. By the way, how embarrassing is Ivory Gargoyle now? 
Uh, yeah, pretty... Five, five mana, two, two, that if it dies, it comes back, but you skip your next draw step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five mana, two, two flyer, I should ask. Yeah. I should add. It can, like, spend, like, four and a white to, like, exile it or something. Right, so it doesn't have to, like... So you don't just keep locking out your draw phase or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely a very awkward card. And alliances, the set with yeah, that. Yeah, alliances had uh, had a lot of stuff. Yeah. In it. Yeah, I had a lot of interesting cards that did lots of that did lots of things. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, it was four. Yeah, four and a white. I think was the exile cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think it was the same as the casting cost. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, there's not too much else, unfortunately. There's I did one thing I did like is that Pierce and P- Pierce and Peace Strider got downshifted to common for Popper Cube, so that was that was nice. Okay. But yeah, aside from, the dual lands, you know, of course, are useless in one v one and good in multiplayer. Ridiculous in multiplayer. Yeah. Re. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And now my cat has decided the way, to play they, the cat. They, they reprinted, uh, like, there's a lot of cards in this set, too, that, like, bring back a lot of memories of, like, really fun drafting for me, like Herborg Drake. Mm-hmm. Which also got downshifted to common. Yep. Like, that card's really neat. Mm-hmm. I remember that card being, like, very fun. Like, oh. Like, Rock's Brute, which is just, like, the 4-4-4-4 four, 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 four in the red-green deck. In the uh, uh, shards draft, yeah, I was gonna say shards, shards block draft. Mm-hmm. That you could draft the red green deck and shards block deck, and only have ten playables going into pack three, and know that you'll pick up thirteen playables <laughs> pack four. There's so many red and green cards hmm. in uh, in the third in, uh, in Alara set. Reborn. In Alara Reborn, hmm. and like most of the time, you'd pick up like four rocks brutes or something absurd like that, hmm. like because you nobody else yeah. wanted them. Because, yeah, either nobody else wanted them, or there's just so many red and green cards in that. I, I I mean, I just remember having, like, red-green drafts where, like, I don't have very many playables going into pack three. Like, you know, maybe, like, 15 playables, and it's just like, man, like, I my current deck only has 15 cards, and then, like, just wind up 3 owing the draft, like, after pack three. Cause it's just like, oh, it's just an embarrassment of riches. I was just about to you know, with, with all the With all the uh, multicolor cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw they actually put Din Rova Horror at uh, Uncommon, not common. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Card almost single-handedly ruined the the draft format of the Modern Masters. Yeah, that was... Because it was that common? Mm-hmm. I don't know what... The Blink deck. I mean, sometimes you miss one, right? Like... Yeah. But, good lord. Yeah, that was... Card's, card's great. You're like, I'm going to blink this thing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put that back to your hand and discard. Oh, I'm gonna blink my Din Rover horror. Do it again. <laughs> I'm gonna flashback my blink on your Din Rover Monday's Din Rover horror. Oh, yeah. The Esper blink deck was just absurd. Yeah. Absurd. Yeah. That was pretty absurd. Well, all right. Well, I think that's it. Yeah, I was about to say that. That's that's it. Like. That's a it, it's pretty good density. Now, granted, unfortunately, a lot of them are mythic, but mm-hmm. for for a small set with, uh, you know, not a huge set with a lot of reprints, there's quite a number of impactful cards in this set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, not not too bad. 
Like I don't know how many number wise there are, but I mean it it feels like it batted over or at least it punched over its weight class, seems like. Oh, certainly. And apparently this was the first this was one of the last sets before Popper became a thing. So they didn't downshift a whole bunch of things because they didn't know that, you know, the set the format was gonna be as huge as it is now. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's going to be interesting in the future for possible downshifts for what's going to happen with those. So I think that's mm. that's an interesting thing too. Yeah, not a bad set, not a bad set at all. Yeah, uh, quite 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 nice actually. So yeah, all things considered, mm-hmm. super going to be super rough on the old trade binder and wallet to get all these cards for for Q. But yeah, yeah, I can imagine small set. Hand foil, and not opens very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like that happens and with so many. From my understanding, was pretty much because of the smaller print run was sold out, even like before, like release events. Wow, like distributors were were tapped out even before like like you would you placed your like initial order and then even before that got delivered, you're, they're just like yeah, we're already sold out. Hmm. Wow. Yep. Wow. That sucks. I don't know. Maybe it'll do another print run, but I kind of doubt it. Especially, it's like, it seems like it's been pretty much perpetual spoiler season. Like, it's like, here's this. Yep. Here, welcome to the welcome to the new reality. Yeah, it's just like, here's Dominaria. Here's uh, Commander 2019. And, like, I just got done with my review article by the way blatant plug for my review article it's on gathering magic literally over 8000 words when i wrote the, the draft but yeah it's huge but you know i was really happy with how it turned out and also shout outs to dr ruler he is a long time uh he's i've known him for a long time he's good people and he did he started a cube podcast yes solely singleton mm-hmm. That they also briefly talk about the talking about possibly some EDH at some point in time in the future. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I still use. Um, I think he gave me a a Ravager of the Falls, whatever the Ravager of the Fells, whatever Huntmaster. Ravager of the Fells, Huntmaster of the Fells. Yeah, whatever whatever Huntmaster transforms into. Ravager. Yeah, yeah. Ravager of the Fells. Like I still use that avatar on Moto. But I hard I hardly <laughs> use Moto as the thing, but I still use that because you gave it to me. But yeah, check it out. That's a so, sweet podcast. I, I think I've told you the last time I used Moto was uh, uh, when Morning Tide was the most recent standard set. Wow! And I was doing triple Morning Tide drafts and just like forcing the Wizard deck. Huh? That was the last time I played Moto. Wow! I, I t- that was that was my Moto account. Like I've been on stream with people like playing while they play, mm-hmm. but I've never actually clicked clicked Moto things. I was about in, to say in that long. The only time, mainly what I use Moto for now is to record cube decks. Yeah, because you do little like uh, screen caps or whatever of the the deck list, yeah. which is neat. Before, like I had a phone with a camera, but I didn't use a case, so. My lens and the lens got all scratched up. Yeah, it was awful. So I just ended up using Moto because of that. And now I have a good camera on my phone, but I just do it now 
for using Moto just out of habit, just to keep it. Right, still jamming on Moto. Yeah, so I usually just like manually import everything for that. It's like, yep, mm-hmm. here's this, 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 whatever, and like right, right, right. using having like that information really helped with that M19 review when doing okay. like the decks or whatever. It's kind of like also with um, I remember like Heirloom Blade, which I still think is one of the more underrated like equipments out there. Yeah. And, uh, another, another recent card that got revealed by, that was talked about by cranny into the, uh, the magic ether in general that a lot of people miss was jeweled amulet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is another one that's just like, Hey, by the way, you've probably missed this, but you probably want to try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I swore I had a piece of paper on it with, uh, like I counted in the past two years, the equipment, the the three mana equipment that had the best winning records or the most three O's. Okay. Let's see if I can. I can't find it here, of course. Maybe. Let's see if it's here. Nope. Okay. I think I barely remember it, but I think I remember the rankings were like highest was Sword of Light. Oh, I'm sorry, Sword of Fire and Ice. Sword of Fire and Ice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, somewhat unsurprising. Maybe, like real, real shocker there. Yeah, real, real shocker. I thought I had in a post-it note somewhere. Okay, so it was like, sort of, yeah, sort of Fire and Ice, Grafted War Gear. Yeah, the cards, that's the cards of Gooden. Uh, sort of Light and Shadow, and then I think the fo- fourth was uh, Heirloom Blade. And no, it came nice. out last year. And I was going over, and then it was like, right. sort of Body and Mind. And then last was Sword of War and Peace. Gotcha. Also, it kind of makes me giggle when I was looking at those records and seeing people who were like, grafted or whatever, Sword of Body and Mind is too good because it mills people. And we're like, no, that that isn't really reality, but okay. But yeah, I, now, I'm quite happy the, with the, how the that article The problem with up. Sword of Body and Mind is when like you're playing a lot of the double protection creatures also. Mm-hmm. And then you wind up with the protection from your deck mm-hmm. yeah the progenitus like make your own progenitus mm-hmm. and by the way it's also you know right also killing you in like two turns and now you did you did now you did yeah i can't find that sheet of paper but yeah that's that's approximately what the ranking was it was like sword of fire and ice war gear i think it was yeah i think it was like sort of fire and ice grafted war gear and then I think it was Heirloom Blade and Light and Shadow are tied, I think, now that I'm thinking about it. But it was, like, Heirloom Blade was way up there. And, like, having those deck lists, because when the card came out, I was like, I'm going to look at these decks and see how Heirloom Blade would be. And it was just like, all right, it'd be good there. It'd be good there. It'd be good there. It's like, all right, let's try it out. It's like, yeah, this card's dumb. But, yeah. Pretty happy with uh, wondering how this new commander set's going to be. Yeah, hey, you don't have to wait long. Yeah, it's uh, Monday, I guess. Monday. <laughs> Speaking of never-ending spoiler season. Yeah, it's like... Monday! Yeah, Monday, new spoilers. It's like, cool. I'm not complaining, but it's just like... I just, I literally just got done with this review, and it's just like, here's another one. It's like, all right, right. let's do it again. Well, you get a few weeks for them to print cards, and, you know, typically the Commander stuff doesn't have a, a, a infinite, it's, you know... Of course, that's going to have way more cards necessary to review than like four commander decks will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, especially since it has like infinite reprints that, you know, whatever. 
and a lot of things are going to be command zone oriented or, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Commander oriented or multiplayer oriented. So like you get to, you know, there's, there's a lot of like auto sifting mm-hmm. that that's able to be done. Yeah. Just like the assist so, cards in this, in this set, they're all pretty mediocre. Yeah, or like the uh, certainly without without being able to be assisted, that's for sure. Or like the friend or foe, like those are all pretty mediocre. Do you remember that game show, Friend or Foe? It was hosted by Kennedy Mm-mm. on the old Game Show Network. Yeah, basically it was about like it, it was like this really like hey, uh, it was one of those things where like hey, we're going to give you a bunch of money. And here's the, like, you, you're going to work together to, like, earn this money. Huh. Right? And then at the very end, if you had to vote friend or foe, if both people voted friend, you both got the money. Mm-hmm. Split in half. It sounds like the prisoner's if dilemma. You both, if you both voted foe, nobody got anything. Uh-huh. If one of you voted friend and one of you voted foe, the person who voted foe gets all the money. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a prisoner's dilemma, essentially. All right, right. right. They did that at the end of, of every single episode. Hmm. And you want to see some people get pissed off. Yeah. Woo. There were people who were not happy oh, I can at the end of that show. <laughs> and the thing is, is I think the people they, they, they brought on the show knew each other were like friends ahead of time. Oh. It was always two people that knew each other. Huh. They were not like two strangers. It was always two people who were who had some knowledge of each other. Hmm. So that means, you know, you had to go back into real life yeah. knowing n- knowing what you did. Yep. Wow. Yeah. It, yeah, it was hosted by Kennedy. I was right. Back in 2002. Hmm. For some reason, uh, I'm thinking older than that. 2000, I mean, that's 16 years. It aired, they had 130 episodes. Hmm. The show re-debuted in 2008 and then airing episodes from the series during that year. So at the start of the game, three of the six contestants secretly choose one of the other three contestants as their teammates. Oh, sorry. That's what you did. You chose be, there was like a little interview process ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And then you chose people you wanted to team with. If two or more contestants choose the same contestant as a potential partner, the potential partner decides which team they want to go on. So basically it's like three people. It's like picking teams for like kickball, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I want person number one. I want person number two. I also want person number two. So then, like, person number two then gets to choose which person they gets put on, and then person number three goes with whoever's left. And so there would be, like, a lot of stuff where, at the end of the game, the the person who was unpicked by everybody would be like, yeah, I picked foe, F y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody picked me. So I'm either getting nothing. So either I'm getting everything or you're, or you're getting nothing. So serves you right. Nice. So the game is played in two rounds. In each round, uh, the people are asked four multiple-choice questions, each with four answer choices. On each question, the teammates have 15 seconds to agree on an answer and simultaneously lock it in. Correct answers add 500 in round one and 1,000 in round two. 
Uh, at the end of each round, the team with the lowest total is out. Um, and then must go to the trust box to determine the fate of their money. And then the trust box presents the eliminated team with a variation of the prisoner's dilemma. Wow. Each contestant attempts to persuade the other to trust him or her, after which they secretly vote friend or foe. If both vote friend, they split the money evenly. If they split, the foe collects the entire thing. If they both vote foe, neither one gets anything. Hmm. Oh, so they, and they can't collude that they're they're in seclusion. No, well, well, yeah, they don't they don't only get to talk to each other before the game starts. They they basically start by picking soft like picking the dodgeball teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they are never in isolation after that. Interesting. They are always on, they're on the show. They're under the camera like the whole time. Huh. So they don't have an opportunity to communicate privately. Hmm. And even then, what good would it do if you communicate privately? And you're like, yeah, we're definitely going to split it. You can just be yeah, like, you can nope. just double cross, and, and you can just double cross and take it all. Yeah. Interesting. And so you could get all the way up to about twenty grand, twenty two grand. Uh, yeah, that was here. In season two, contestants were randomly assigned to teams instead of secretly selecting partners, and the teams uh, didn't have any money at the beginning of the game. So you can get up to up to uh, twenty twenty two thousand was the maximum prize. Hmm. Okay. And then people would always like it was just like literally like the prisoner's dilemma. It's just like if you're just literally going by how to maximize your earnings, you just always pick foe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's really, like, no gamesmanship in picking friend at all. Because if you win friend, you get half or nothing. If you pick foe, you get all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, like... What are we doing? Like, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. A, that is the... Yeah, man, people got super salty on that show. I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> and then like, a lot of times they would be like try to be like super honest with each other and be like, Oh, we really did this and oh and we we did so well together. And then they're both like fo fo. <laughs> they both get nothing. You know, like there'd be like a pot of fifteen thousand dollars and they're both like fo fo and they like leave with nothing. And just the game show people laugh. <laughs> wow. And we get to keep all the money. Huh. Do you remember Greed? Greed was another great one Mm-mm. for that. So Greed was a show where, like, there was a team captain and, like, four people on your squad. And you had to answer questions together. It was, like, multiple choice questions. But you had to decide on what the group of correct answers were. Hmm. Like, what were the top, you know, you know, here's a list of cities. Which of these have, like, the five highest populations? And, like... Every person on the team gives you, they can go around and the teams keep giving answers and like the team captain can choose like, no, this one needs to be out, whatever. But then like the every, after every round, the screen would go crazy. And if it landed on you, you could challenge somebody else for their spot on the team. Hmm. So let's say round one, there's five of us. In round one, we earn 10 grand for the team. That means all of us get $2,000. And then the light comes up on you. You could be like, hey, solely singleton guy, I'm going to challenge you. And it's a one-question face-off. And whoever wins 
gets the share of the other person's money too, and it kicks them off the show. Oh, huh. So now every teammate gets two thousand, but you get four thousand because you basically uh, you basically vultured somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and kicked them off the team. Huh. Nice. So that that game was also super interesting as well because the questions were also kind of hard mm-hmm. when it got towards the end. And at some point, like you'd have to like there was some way to, to, to split up the money afterwards. But if there's episodes on uh, YouTube, it's probably it's probably worth taking a peek because mm-hmm. it is pretty comical. Yeah, people like greed game show. Well, yeah, just because people are like, oh yeah, oh yeah, there's there's some full shows on here. Greed game show. Yeah, there there were some pretty high prizes on here too. So, like def like high five digits. Yeah, oh, like like six figures or higher. Oh, because like the later round questions would be worth like five hundred grand. Oh. For the team. Jeez. So if you vultured, so if you got to vulture somebody else's spot, you just get like a ton. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah, it's worth checking out. Anyway. Ha. Yeah, I was about to say that's there's not too much else in the set really. It's... No, nope, nope. That's it, and and we'll be back soon. Hopefully sooner rather than later uh, with with the M19 review when we have a little bit more time because uh, that one's going to take a little longer than this one, even though this one is a, a mere, uh, we, you know, we've merely been talking for, for two hours. But, you know, we'll see what makes the final cut here, mm-hmm. including what I'm saying right, including what I'm saying right now. But, yeah, uh, I, I think we we covered most of it. Yeah. I guess they're they're. Uh, you can find me at Usman the Red the, on Twitter. The, yeah, and, oh, of course. And everywhere else, really. Yep. Anthony forty two, of course, on Twitter. I've been trying to be a little more active on Twitter recently with the cube content. Mm-hmm. I uh, tried to stir up some conversation talking about Savannah Lions the other day. Yep. Yeah, I saw that. I probably should have responded, but I just never got around to it. Yeah. It's fine. Is it Korean? I think I, the one you I, have. I know that you care. Oh yeah, the, the, the that other one that I found. Yeah, it's it's Korean. So I saw someone was selling an unlimited Savannah Lions for sixty eight dollars today. Hmm. Um, I remember when unlimited Savannah Lions was like a dollar in the somewhat recent past. Apparently, the buy list on unlimited Savannah Lions is like fifty two dollars. Yeah, old stuff has been getting really expensive lately. Well, and that card shouldn't even be like. There, there's one reason why that card's worth anything. And that's the old school format. Yeah. <clears throat> because. Like, yeah, old school and 93, There's been 94. plenty of Savannah Lions. Yeah. Like, there's been plenty of Savannah Lions printed. And white border Savannah Lions were never worth that much. But apparently having the bevel on the border. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same with Juzam Jin. It's way too much. Although, I guess that's always been way too much. <laughs> oh, well. I guess that's what happens. Yeah, I mean, very iconic. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's all good. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty much all I can think of on that one. 
Well, there is one more thing left to do. Rock over London. Rock on Chicago. Battle bond. Forge an unbreakable bond in battle. Yeah, that's that. That's a slogan. Like, it's like saying, "Rock star, you can be a star in rock." <laughs> <laughs> like, like compound word, you can be a first word in the second word. Yeah. Give me some. Give me some more compound words. Uh. Give me the compound word. Uh, I, You're not very good at this I, game. I can't think of any. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, battle bond isn't a word, is it? It's not an actual word. Uh, no, but it is a compound. Oh, okay. Because it's two words, you know, that are that are that are made into one word. Uh, treasure wall. It's <laughs> 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 the treasure wall. You can go there and get treasure wall. You can find, you can search your walls for treasure. Yeah. There you go. Like, death blade. Only with blades can one find death. Yeah. <laughs> well, aren't like most like, uh, most like new wave prog rock stuff like have like, like, uh, you know, and the aughts have like compound word names? Aren't like all, a lot of like the, the metal bands have all like, Compound word names. I have no idea, but that sounds right. Like I, I remember. I just remember like people listening to bands and being like, "Why are they all compound words? Like every single one of them is a compound word." Mm-hmm. It seemed like in the the early aughts, like there was this, you know, like the it was always like plurals of singular, like the Strokes, the the Hives, the oh okay, and that like Sl- Slipknot. Oh right, yeah. This is another one, right? Yeah, that... right. Like, it's, it, there's so many. I just remember there was like this huge uh, stone sour. Uh, I, I was trying to think of some of the other ones. I mean, Limp Biscuit doesn't really count that much, but uh, is Dream Theater one word or two? Two. Can I remember? Okay. Uh, but man, there were just so many of them. I just remember like people listening to, like people watching them, and like doing stuff like. Why are they all compound words? They're like, shut up. I'm like, get, well, like, tell me some other bands you listen to. And they're like, no. <laughs> like, no, I want you to tell me what, I want you to tell me, like, what they are. They're like, you're just going to make fun of them. Like, tell me what they are. What, what if one of them was Battle Bond? <laughs> Battle Bond? Back. Blood Knight? Yeah, Blood <laughs> Motorhead? Yeah. Well, that's, you know, an old one, but, uh, <laughs> There's there is a lot of them, especially in that. Wow, man! I, I I wish I could. Oh God, I'm afraid to. I'm afraid to go here. It's a a list of heavy metal bands on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Ooh, there's one called Wild Horses. Oh my God, there's one called Wild Dogs. <laughs> Cycle that one. No, no. Now I want to see how many of them. Ooh, Warhorse. War- I want to see how. Yeah, White Snake, of course. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to see how how many. Ooh, Venom. Uh, I want to see how many of them have like Magic Card names. I need like a giant list of them. Just like, hey, ooh, I remember suicidal tendencies. 
Uh, Saber Tiger. That sounds like one. Wow, that... <laughs> that absolutely sounds like a magic card. I don't think it's an actual one, but yeah, it, it definitely sounds. It there there it, it's it's real. I, it's certainly not, but there I think there's some ones that are that are kind of close. Mm-hmm. Like not gonna lie, malice. I think that's a magic card. Probably. I feel like it's a magic card. What crust punk bands? I don't know what that is either. Some subgenre of punk. Ooh, here's new metal. Let's see if we can find. Uh, see, who Clawfinger, Crossbreed, Crossface, Crossfade, Blindside, Blood Simple, Blacklist. I've only gotten to the bees. I was about to say, like that just seems like way too much. D, D Damage Plan. Yeah. Let's see. D, uh, let's see if there are any other ones here. Flyleaf. I feel like I know a song of theirs. Glass Jaw, Godhead, Godsmack. Yeah, I remember Godhead. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Godsmack mm-hmm. a little bit. I think, I'm pretty sure I heard stuff of stuff of theirs on the. Uh, oh wait, actually gone multiple letters. Oh, ooh, Mushroom Head. Mm-hmm. Mud Vein. Nonpoint. Nothing Face. Yeah, I remember hearing Nothing Face. Pitch shifter. Mm-hmm. Well, they're more industrial, but yeah. Yeah, they're just listed here as the under new metal. You, I'm sure you are uh, much more up on this than I am. Uh, slap shock, slipknot, soulfly, spine shank, stereo mud, super heist, taproot. I heard a soulfly. I'm trying to think of the other one. Ultra Spank. Ultra what? No. Video drone. Heard of that. How about this? How about Vega Star? So their band's name is like Star Star. Hmm. Because you know Vega just means star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Comical. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that that's a battle bond. <laughs> battle bond. Put more, get some bond in battle. <laughs> Seriously, they couldn't come up with a, a better slogan. I mean, I get it, but like, do we have to use the word unbreakable? Like, can can, can they couldn't they have just said like forge an unbreakable bond, and then that would have been enough. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems like it was one of those things they had like five minutes. So it was like, all right, let's let's do a slogan. All right. Right. Maybe they're like, hey, the third power needs some sort of slogan that they can talk about at the end of their episode <laughs> and make it drag on way too long. <laughs> we should we should come up with something. So break the bond and bonded. <laughs> break your bitter bond of Shandies. Yeah, that was surprisingly good. Gotta say. <laughs> All right. We'll catch you guys next time for the ye old M nineteen review. Yeah. And then C C A M nineteen but C eighteen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yep. Yeah, it tripped me up too. <laughs>
All right. All right. I'll see you, see you later. All right. Thanks, everybody.